0: Hello, Xbox Nation. Welcome to today's very special bonus episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Mr. Boomstick XL, and of course, we are here to celebrate Xbox. It is an amazing time to be a fan of the brand. Uh, It is a great time to be a gamer, more specifically. But if you are in the Xbox camp, and that is where you lay your head down every evening before you go to sleep, There is a lot to be excited about, folks. We are 20 days away from the launch of the Xbox Series X and Series S. And, yes, I am buying both, and I cannot wait to have both new consoles in my home. Um, And, listen, as promised, I am going to be doing a bonus episode each and every week on Tuesday until the launch. And if this winds up being something that the community wants, it might be something that be potentially will become permanent if I can find a cast of characters to of course join me each and every Tuesday because you know, listen, there's a lot to talk about Xbox continues to blow up the scene, they're making moves, and we know that we have some big announcements coming in the next couple of weeks outside of the launch. But let's get into of course the panel introduction so we can get break so I can break down these amazing topics that I have written for everyone to enjoy. And we're going to start with the cog that continues to keep this show moving. And of course, I'm talking about my other co-host, Zemi Games who who actually just declared his love for Indian cooking so maybe that's something you can bring to your chef channel
1: you know I've tried making like a like a like a curry and and some other things and uh I'm gonna tell you right now I I either don't know what I'm doing or it's really really hard uh and I and I'm thinking I just don't know what I'm doing but uh but I absolutely do like just love some uh some good Indian food man uh, and you know, this week uh, Treyarch ha- was able to rekindle all of my love and 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 you know, th- you know feelings back. Whenever I was like thirteen years old of Call of Duty, uh, I absolutely destroyed that beta uh, this weekend and i loved every single second of it and uh that you know i you know i was actually going to hold off on call of duty cuz i was really only excited about the campaign you know uh walking into the big um i guess office with reagan and having him tell me you know all the all the you know russians i had to kill or something i don't know i was really only excited about the campaign but once i played the multiplayer i fell in love so that just added uh, you know, an extra $70 that I'm gonna have to pay out uh, this holiday to, to be able to get that game too. Uh, but man, I'm super super excited to be on, you know This bonus episode of the Xbox factor podcast and I cannot wait to jump into these amazing topics boom
0: well, thank you so much for being here, brother. De- definitely appreciate you being a part of this program and every Xbox Factor pro- podcast, for that matter. We're going to go next with our very good friend from all the way across the pond. You know him as the elusive gamer, but some even suggested he is sarcastic. And I, I would say no. I, I think that Jamie is a, quite a, 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 a chipper ch- uh, uh, chap, if you will. But he's also one of the biggest fans of the Mass Effect series, still waiting on the sideline for him to be tagged in to play the hd collection that still has not been announced by ea and i don't know how long that's going to be but hey jimmy thank you so much for being here brother really appreciate you joining today's show
2: hey man happy to be here and you know uh, other than the whole mass effect thing you know i could talk xbox all day and you know that's what i'm here for
0: Well, listen, we have a lot to talk about. As a matter of fact, we got a breaking news story that uh, a couple of people uh, on the panel brought to my attention. And I think that it's so important that it literally cannot wait until Thursday's regular episode. And we're going to be talking about one of those people right now. Uh, First of all um you know actually we'll go with our other very good friend from across the pond the indie gamer now this is a gentleman over here that has not only an incredible youtube channel but he is the sole representative of everything indie and he does it in a proper manner indie welcome to today's program thank you very much boom
3: always an honor and pleasure coming on your show thank you so much for the invite uh the hype train is uh Fully fueled and running at the moment. Uh, The excitement is high, and it's a pleasure to be a part of it. To uh, you know, carry on this party. So, thank
0: you very much for the invite, my friend. And I'm looking forward to the show. Oh, thanks so much for being here, brother. Super appreciated. As we close in on nearly already 200 people here, only. Uh, f- four and a half minutes into the program if you're here if you're new i want to say welcome to the program especially if you are an xbox gamer but of course this is a program this is a channel that welcomes everyone regardless of where you play and hopefully you're going to take the time to do two things one you're going to hit that like button because you're enjoying the, the the banter between us and more importantly you can you can potentially consider you know hitting the subscribe button and uh, i would greatly appreciate that that because uh, like I said, this is a smaller channel, but it is growing. It has grown enormously this year uh, in in a way that I did not expect. And uh, I'm closing it on 7,000 subs. That is a big deal because I only had myself um, uh, hitting five by the end of the year and I have exploded past that. And That's thanks to you guys and gals. So if you are new and you are enjoying the content, please consider subscribing to the channel. Trust me, it doesn't cost anything if you want to just sub it but uh let's continue the introductions we're going to go next with a very good friend of the show someone that has i think exploded on the scene and has tremendous um value in his opinions and we're going to be talking about Shandi Shandi you have an amazing YouTube channel but you're also very active in the community and I think that you have made your mark please tell everyone about it and more importantly thank you so
4: much for being here yeah, thanks for uh having me, boom. Um, yeah, so I got a YouTube channel called Shondi Gam Entertainment. Um, I've been really like finding my stride uh, lately. Uh because of that though, I've been like neglecting actual game playing. Yeah, yes, <laughs> it does happen. Yeah. <laughs> so like like this past week, I've released four new videos. Uh just released one yesterday, uh, working on or planning on working on one after today's show. But, you know, I just have so much fun doing it. And I actually had a comment today from somebody who was just like, you know, great job doing your video. And like when I get comments like that, like I'm sure everybody else on the panel feels, it like really like motivates you to continue to do more. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, just the guy, he was like, uh, you know, great video. I'm interested in doing it myself. How do you do it? And all I did was just tell him, you know, how I do it encouraged him to just try it because I felt super nervous the first time I did it. It wasn't really until I came onto your show and I started doing a couple podcasts, I started getting more comfortable. Um, I just, you know, really just encouraged him to just, just go out there and try it. So if any of you guys are interested, just try it out. You'll be, it's crazy how like easy it is to get accepted by this community. Uh, something that I've noticed that the Xbox YouTube side really has really well. Everybody really just like brings you in.
0: I, I would agree. I, I, I again, listen. This this is this the comment you're making is is not only true, but it is uh, it's something that needs to be highlighted for sure. The Xbox community as a whole uh, is a very welcoming community, and much like the ideology that Phil Spencer and uh, all of Redmond has for being inclusive rather than exclusive. Uh, is something that is seen in this community, and 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 it's encouraging. Considering we know how horrible social media can be, and you know how there are so many keyboard cowboys that feel that it's okay to say horrible things because they're on the other side of the keyboard where they would never actually say it to someone's face, and uh, that is one thing that you don't really find. Now, granted, listen, every community has their extremists. So let's let's not forget the fact that. People are just always going to be people, um, and each of the communities—that's PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, and of course Xbox—they they have the undesirables that go out of a, go out of their way to make it difficult to enjoy social media. Stay away from them. Simply do do something that was taught to me by a good friend of the show, Wilmy Hood. Um, He blocks the hell out of everybody, and I've been doing that. I've been blocking. I actually used to feel bad about it, but now I've come to the point where I'm 50 years old, and I'm doing this for fun, and I'm doing this for the love of the community, and I don't have time for nonsense. And if you are one of these folks that use all caps – or you're or you just want to be that, that the the kind of person that likes to poke the bear, you're getting put on the pain no of mind list. And I think that's what people need to do is to block and mute and just move on. And I can guarantee you your timeline is going to be fantastic. But let's let's get to the last member of the panel. And this is somebody that's relatively new uh, to the community, but I think he's made a mark for himself as well. John Wolf, welcome to the program, brother. Thank you so much for coming on.
5: No, thank you for having me, Boom. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to speaking with everyone on the panel. I've heard uh, everyone's voice here one way or the other. Uh, I'm super excited. Thank you for inviting me again. Um, Guys, for everyone listening, um, I'm so, so excited and so happy that you know that all of us get to celebrate this time together, and uh, you know with Xbox hitting on all cylinders, and this this has been as I was telling the the panel on you know on the pre-show, I, I I am going to sleep so anxious to wake up the next day just to see what's next, and I'm sure that a lot of uh, you know you fellow gamers feel the same way. But if you need more proof as to what Boom and Shandi are saying. I'm someone that reached out to Boom and, uh, and I did that as a personal challenge. I said, you know what, um, the name John Wolf is by design. I am by nature, a lone wolf. I like, um, I, I really don't have close friends or anything like that. Uh, you know, I'm a family man. My wife and my daughter are the most important thing to me that I take care of. Um, and, uh, and, and I really wanted to challenge myself and say, you know what, I, I, I have, I love Xbox, I love gaming. Um, in general, I, I want to challenge myself and I want to have conversations with fellow minded gamers. And that's one of the reasons that when I heard uh, Boom show several months ago, um, about six months ago, I'm like, you know what, this guy, he's the real deal, man, I, I got to reach out to him. I, I gotta reach out to you. I, I gotta, I gotta, you know, just ask if there's an opportunity for me to come on the show. And just like that, boom, no questions asked. You gave me the invite for Prime Time Gaming. It was, it was awesome. And uh, guys, hit that like button because I'm telling you right now, this channel and boom, there, he's the real deal. And this channel is gonna go. It's gonna, it, the, the sky's the limit, man. And and you will have Phil Spencer on. I, I guarantee you
0: That's that. Cool. We, we definitely got to get Phil on here. I'm, I'm currently working with Xbox now. Uh, I can't really say what I'm doing and, and when I'm going to be able to announce it. But I am working with them. As you know, I, I did have Larry... Herb uh major nelson on the program on july 23rd got a chance to hang out with him for a little but a little over 20 minutes and uh, hoping to get he definitely because he, he actually said live on the air that he wanted to come back so the invitation is out there to have larry come back hopefully i can get him and maybe someone else from the uh, you know the inside xbox team to uh, to to pop on so we can do like a, a pre-launch uh, conversation but i'll again i'll be able to you know talk about that in the next couple of weeks what i'm doing with them and hopefully it's going to be big uh because uh, i love xbox and being able to work with them is pretty much a dream come true but listen before we get into of course the the main crux of the topics you know i i had the 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 honor of, uh, of reviewing a game that I've been all over social media about. And uh, it's called Raji, an Ancient Epic. Uh, this is the first game developed by Nodding Games. Uh, they're based out of Poon, Marsh, uh, I'm gonna, I know I'm going to butcher this, but I, I'm going I'm to try and get it right, uh, Maharashtra, India. Now, the game was developed by a team of only 13 people. And a six-person team at Notting Heads Games began development on Raji and Ancient Epic in January of 2017. The game just released. Now, the developers cited Bastion Journey as major influences of the game, but they also took things from God of War, uh, Eco, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, and Dark Souls as other influences. And I got to tell you, man, this is one of those games that you might not You know, you may not be go, you might not go looking for, but I'm going to assure you that you probably should check it out. Now, listen, as of this program, it's available on the Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and PC, and it retails for $29.99. Though my review copy that was provided by the company uh, was on for the uh, Xbox One X. And uh, just to give you a quick uh, synopsis of it, you know, the, the uh, Rachi actually gained widespread popularity recently as many Indian YouTubers like Raukeen, uh, Mortal, Soul, and other content creators such as Sherman Legend, etc. Uh, and some YouTubers from the West started streaming the game during the days of which coincided with the festival of Navarati. And if you don't know what that is, that's actually what the game is based on, which it's a festival of the Indian goddess Durga, who uh, gave Raji the power and the responsibility of saving her brother, Golu, and the other kids, and I, this is going to be a tough name to say, uh, it's uh, Ma... Ma shura the demon, and that's exactly what the game Maha is. There yeah, you go. Thank you so much there, <laughs> India. I appreciate the uh the the, right. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you folks, listen, the one thing in India. I I I I'm gonna go to you, just kind of just grab your ear on this for a second. The the one thing that I've noticed is Many people overlook some of the smaller games because they don't have giant A's or three A's next to them. And I, and I can tell you this right now. This is a game that, again, I've been I've been posting on social media left and right about. Not because they gave me the game to review and that I owe them something. It's the fact because the game is freaking really good. And uh, I'm going to tell you this. As of, as, of, as of this show, it's probably going to wind up as my indie game of the year. Uh, and that's really saying a lot. and uh, and one of the things that I absolutely loved about this game was the attention the attention to detail, yeah, on the Indian statues and paintings that lend themselves to a heavy dose of culture, but more importantly, some of the most important religion aspects of Indian religion. and what what is great is that their religion is not shoved up your nose. You understand? Not asking you to pray with them. They're telling a story that involves a lot of their very, very high, uh, you know, uh, related religion, and it is done in a way that is so interesting, and you learn so much. I mean, there's obviously, um, uh, you know, different aspects of the game where you can, you know, learn about the the history, and all you have to do is press the X button to learn, and 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 they'll tell you a story, but it's it incorporates. Their religion with the game—it's—it's it's absolutely amazing. And again, obviously, it may not be for everybody. But I would suggest you, if you, if you, if you, if you doubt my word, which I don't know why you would, because I never sell you anything. Then the truth is, you should definitely go to YouTube and watch the uh, the the reveal trailer and and and, and you know, make up your own mind. And for me personally, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a very strong nine point five out of ten and the reason why it's not a perfect 10 is because the only there's two little small hiccups that bothered me. Uh the combat it's very it's a very heavy combat hack and slash kind of a of a game and there's multiple weapons that are assigned to your directional uh control on on the controller. And the issue that I had the one very small issue and I think it could be patched is that considering that you can switch weapons on the fly, it doesn't switch quick enough. Like you literally would have to stop moving in order to switch it. And I think that could be fixed with a patch. That is my only small complaint. And the other little thing is that there's no level select. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done with all of the achievements one of those I'm, achievos. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely for sure i'm missing one um and um, actually i'm missing two but the if i get one i'm going to get the other one is finding all of the orbs that power up your weapons and i missed one i found it and it didn't unlock so i have to literally play the entire level and f- refine all of the of of the hidden orbs again, which again that's it's 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 a little tick. It's it's not a big deal, but it's it's that's why it's not a perfect game. So Indy, I mean, I know you got a chance to stream this. Update. Um, I mean, what, what 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 are you, what are your thoughts on this, bro? Um, yeah, it's a game I've been really looking forward to for a long time. Actually,
3: we've been talking about it on the podcast. I streamed the demo back in the summer as well, um and now I've got the hands on the full game. uh stri- I've done a couple of streams, and I've re- I've really loved it. I think you've loved it even more than me, uh, which is great to hear, my friend. I just want to say before I give a little opinion on if- this, if you don't mind, I really respect you, Boom, because um you know you could easily be just playing all the AAA games, and I do notice that you play quite a few indies. I want to respect. I'll give you some high respect thank for that, my friend. <laughs> it's not just you're not just being given a code and you're playing it it's um i've noticed a lot of indies um uh you know in in your um twitter feed and stuff like that and i really do respect you for that my friend <laughs> as, as a you know as a, a person in the community everyone looks towards as well yeah that's uh it means a lot to me to see someone like you showing off those indie games so big respect my friend but anyways yeah uh, i've been loving the game the um it, it, it's a beautiful game um i think, for me, the I'll, I'll focus on the positive first. I, the, the, like you said, the uh, culture, you know, the, the way it offers that diversity of, um, you know, a, a sort of. A indian culture which you don't see very often at all in gaming is absolutely beautiful the game is a absolutely beautiful game to uh experience and uh visually beautiful but also you know the way the culture is um laced through the game is is lovely um and i, I really personally really like the um narration of the game is done by um by a male and a female and they sort of play off of each other you, you yes. obviously would have noticed that i really like yeah. that aspect um and yeah i just i, I feel like it's a lovely game to experience. I've not quite finished it yet. Yeah, I think you finished it. Obviously, yes. you've just. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I'm. I'm probably about um, five or so hours in. I think I'm approaching maybe near end. I'm not too sure uh, how long.
0: How long did you find the full I, game? I, I beat it in about maybe seven and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 I found myself going and looking every. First of all, as 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 a fan of the culture, I find myself stopping, taking a lot of pictures, and actually just taking in oh yeah the background it is gorgeous <laughs> i mean it's so well done it's so many colors there's so yep. much to look at everything looks ancient it looks it like does. Yeah. Look. it's
3: really well done it really is. I've taken so many screens. I'm playing it on Steam, actually, myself. And uh, that F12 screenshot button is so easy to just keep pressing. <laughs> and I've been taking so many. Um, so, yeah, it's even easier than on Xbox where you have to slightly go into the menu don't you or whatever. But um, hopefully we'll have our nice uh, screenshot button next gen, of course, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, or, or closer to it anyway. But, yeah, like, I've been taking a ton of screenshots. The, the composition of everything. Um, I really like the little puzzles. There's um, some nice little uh, puzzles that have been laid into the game as well which are really nicely done Um, but most of all it's just about a nice experience and um uh yeah it's that culture that really comes through strong i think that the story is excellently done i think that's probably its strongest point i would say the story and and all of that um culture coming through in the game it's uh definitely a game i highly recommend um playing and checking out um but yeah the only thing i think would would have bring it down a little for me is that i do enjoy the combat there is quite a bit of nuance and um uh, you know there's a bit of variety to the combat more than you probably expect from a kind of a hack and slash it's not just like smash x all all the time you know what i mean it's um there are different um kind of moves you can do and uh there is a bit of variety there but um yeah i just felt like um it didn't quite uh i don't know that the combat wasn't amazing for me it was it was maybe a seven out of ten in the combat area i would say whereas like the story is you know is up there with the you know nines and stuff like that so i'm probably uh, looking at for myself if you want a little um score for myself looking it's heading towards an eight but I'm, i'm feeling like the game's getting better as it goes on personally the the um the architecture of the game like the the um the uh, environments in the game are so stunningly done. It, it's just a, an absolute uh, joy to behold it, really. It's a, a wonderful game. And I highly recommend checking it out. And I really, like I say, respect you for um, checking it out and bringing it up on your podcast as well. That's
5: awesome, my my friend. <laughs> well, I mean, listen... I, I'm sorry, Boom, but one of the things I saw you tweet about was the fact that the game reminded you a lot of Prince of Persia. Does it have yeah, a lot it. of yeah. gameplay elements? um i mean i mean it has it, wall
0: it, running it, doesn't it that's one thing it, from it, it definitely has wall running it definitely has wall-based combat it's like you can bounce yep. off the wall and hit the a or the y the x or the y button um you know to do special moves that you can only do when you're when you're bouncing off of a wall yep. like she'll, she'll run up the wall you hit a to go higher and then sh- and she'll flip over to do different types of moves, some of the moves are devastating, um, yeah. and it's 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 little. I mean, like for instance, that like when you have um, um, pillars that are you standing yeah. next to, if you hit the B button, she does a spin move and and electrocutes people. It, it, it's it's That's pretty. It is pretty. It, it's. I put it to this way. Look, this was done by thirteen people, and this is their first game. And and I gotta tell you, I am completely, absolutely, completely blown away with what was done. Like I said, I, I'm a, I'm a small channel. The fact that they reached out to me uh, uh, to, to to review this, I'm I'm completely honored to do it. Uh, and again, I'm not I'm not blowing up their spot because they gave me the code. I've I've gotten a ton of codes but this game deserves the highlight it's done. And, and even, even when it ends, it, it's, it heavily suggests that there could potentially be a sequel, which is pretty dope because I could definitely go for a Raji too, uh, for absolutely for sure. But look, I, I just want to say this. If you, if you trust me as a podcaster, you should probably trust me uh, uh, as, as a gamer. Um, and I, I definitely highly, highly recommend you check out Raji. Uh, oh, it is definitely worth your time. and I know some some people may be scared off by the price. Oh 30 bucks, but it's an indie game, but it's an indie game that's done in in a way that it deserves that price. and and maybe maybe you don't want to spend it now, I hear you, money is tight. we got new consoles coming out. But it's certainly a game that maybe towards the end of the year, if you catch it on sale, it's. It, it, I, I think it's worth the full price. I'm going to be honest with you. It's a game I like. You and I got a chance to play during the yep. E3 at home, and I was immediately hooked. I didn't yep. even know. That um that the game was coming out until they sent me hey listen would you like to review it I'm like holy shit of course I'd like to review it I look I freaking love this game <laughs> yeah, yeah we are but listen folks this is this is a good way to open up the show again I I, lo- I love you know doing reviews live on the air because we get to have a, a reaction and I get to you know to kind of highlight some of the smaller games that people might overlook uh, what I do want to do is I want to bring up a particular um something that broke that uh john wolf brought to my attention i think everyone must have seen this already but xbox tweeted something like they've been doing recently to keep the party train moving and we found out this morning that uh halo the master chief collection is getting a massive update and launching obviously on november 17th which is of course you know uh it, it's it's a it's a, a couple of days r- removed from the, the the launch of the uh, of the actual series x and s but my god what's coming to this c- collection is pretty epic and folks listen i i get it we're all upset we're all disappointed that the the that halo Kale infinite is not going to be there but this is what they this is what they're saying about Halo uh, the Master Chief collection which is uh, going to arrive in Xbox Game Pass uh, on November 17th with all of these bonus uh, additions. It's going to be fully optimized for the Series X and S which is dope. But this is where it gets good folks. 120 FPS both in campaign and multiplayer. What? like this is going to literally be a new game and listen it's halo it's it's probably the premier halo that has every bell and whistle you could possibly want and i don't know about you about you guys and gals i could run through the entire halo master chief collection again and, and enjoy just just as much as i did the first time because i love halo and wow 120 frames per second uh, we have split screen improvements and up to 4k for split screen on the Series X which is pretty incredible and of course last but not least available for free to existing owners uh who uh, of of the game and of course uh who have Xbox Game Pass and it arrives on November 17th so you know I'll start with you Zemi again not the biggest topic of the show for sure cuz we have a massive Halo topic mm-hmm. but this is pretty this is pretty epic considering that we're not getting the Master Chief that we wanted this is a pretty close second, and 120 frames per second for the campaign is dope. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, I I, I absolutely agree. I, you know, More frames makes me happy. Uh, it puts a big smile on my face. I, I really, really uh, have a preference to frames above resolution, but whenever you can have both, I mean, that's even better. Um, but, you know, whenever we finally get that amazing news that Halo Infinite is going to come out on so-and-so date... I am definitely going to hop back into the Master Chief um, collection and I'm going to play Halo, right? I may only be playing multiplayer. I may jump into a bunch of the single player games and just revisit those to kind of freshen up on the Halo lore, uh, you know, in the games. Um, But I will undoubtedly 100% jump back into Halo at that time. Um, and, 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 and knowing that it's going to play better, it's going to feel better. It's going to be a lot more smoother with all those extra frames, uh, just makes me want to hop into Halo even more. Um, and, and, and so, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm definitely very, very excited. Um, you know, the Master Chief collection isn't a game that I play all the time now. Uh, however, you know, every now and then I do enjoy hopping into a Halo game and just, you know, going into a multiplayer match and playing some Slayer. Uh, But I think where this is going to be most uh, useful and and probably very, very, um, you know, beneficial to a lot of people is, you know, once we have that release date for Halo Infinite, I feel that a lot of people are going to bounce over to the Master Chief Collection uh, just out of anticipation, just wanting to get some of that Halo flavor before, you know, uh, Infinite comes out. And I think that that's when a lot of people are going to notice how how much it is improved with all of those extra
0: frames. Yeah, definitely no doubt about that. And I mean, listen, look, again, without sounding like a broken record, we understand that a lot of people are upset, and for good reason. I I think Microsoft is upset, because if you look at all their marketing, they anticipated Mm -hmm. the Master Chief releasing with Halo Infinite, because it would have been great. But I got to be honest with you, to get the Master Chief collection running at 120 frames per second, Man, again, you're going to be getting a lot of new people coming back to Xbox. Potentially coming to Xbox for the first time. Maybe they've been PlayStation gamers their whole life. Maybe they've you know they they've overlooked the Master Chief. Maybe some younger players are going to be getting their hands on a Series S rather than an X. Wow, talk about a good good time to jump into the Halo Master Chief Collection that has every game you could possibly want and run at 120 frames per second. You know, wow right so you know john uh, john wolf i want to go to you next on this brother you had brought this to my attention uh in our dm how excited are you to be able to play any of these very very classic and uh impactful halo games in a new resolution unlike anything you've ever played before
5: yeah, I'm stoked, boom. I already blocked off November 17th for sure. I'm going to be trying out all the different Halos, uh, the, you know, the full day. One of the things that, that I'll say is that this is a very strategic move by Microsoft, in my opinion, because they, in realizing that, you know, that Halo Infinite was, they had to delay it just because they had to, it was the right thing to do. They also understood that Halo is their flagship title, and I'm really, really happy that they dedicated some resources to updating the Master Chief Collection and making it one of the premier titles on the Series X because that's what it deserves to be. It it really does. When you think of the Master Chief, he is our mascot and our being ours being Xbox. He's our mascot. He deserves to have all the bells and whistles. And I'm so happy that they went back there. They updated it. I I love every single Halo game for its uni- its uniqueness, its story. Uh, I know that there's a lot of people that that. You know, are like ever since three, four, three took over, they've been dropping the ball. all that stuff is subjective. At the end of the day, they're all solid, rock, solid games that Microsoft can be proud of that those games were released on their on their hardware and uh and i'm looking forward to it man i'm gonna definitely uh the first one i'll probably crank up is halo 3 to see how that runs on at 120 frames per second i've never played a game at 120 frames per second not at least that i know i don't i don't game on pc but knowing knowing that you know that this hardware the series x this is going to become the norm um you know and we're gonna start seeing more and more titles take advantage of 124 uh, 120 frames per second is something i'm super excited about and halo man just it it, it that's all you got to say halo
0: yeah no absolutely and i and I agree i mean i don't game on pc so i've never gamed uh at 120 frame per second either and uh the first the first game i'm trying is i'm going back to uh uh halo uh the i'm gonna probably uh, you know try the anniversary edition uh of combat evolve that that's what i'm gonna want to see running at 120 frames per second first and i think i think zemi this is something we might want to stream on your on your twitch man we can we Uh, for sure can yeah we definitely got to get down with that because uh i wouldn't mind running through these games Again, uh, and and obviously, you know, to support your Twitch channel, I think we should do that. I think that's something we should do after we either get murdered or murder everyone in the next. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it might it
1: might be a few months away because, you know, uh, see, this is the tricky part about this. You know, you know, these new uh, this new feature, you know, the frames being unlocked. You know, to 120. It's coming out on the 17th, but man, it is just like surrounded by like you know, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Call of Duty and Cyberpunk, right? So it it may be you know a month or two until until I'm you know willing to hop into some Halo, but we for sure can do it, man.
0: Yeah, that definitely sounds good. So let let let's bring the elusive gamer, uh, Jamie Moran, into the conversation. Jamie, look, this is something I think that. Might potentially get poo pooed or overlooked by some people in the hateful community. Oh, it's an old Halo game. No one gives a shit. Well, I, I think people actually do. Uh, and when you look at and again, see this 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 little tick is where I have to once again tip my cap to the people at Redmond, the folks that are able to make this happen, the Jason Ronalds of the of, of Microsoft, because as of this date we have no idea what sony games are going to be advanced through the hardware right we literally have no idea but now we have some uh, we have an idea here for for halo and it's just the beginning we're starting to see that a lot of the older games that people you know don't play but they apparently do on xbox are going to be getting upgrades and not just subtle upgrades upgrades that are double the frame rate how excited are you to play some of uh, of of halo's most classic games in 120 frames per second
2: so you know i've always thought the whole old games thing is you know it kind of makes me cringe because i play backwards compatible games all the time you know i uh, i like the fact that microsoft they've cared about their legacy they update old games quote unquote old games they they take care of these things you know we have 360 games that can run at 4k and then next generation they're going to be running it with hdr and potentially 60 frames and up to 120 frames in the, you know with the halo stuff i i saw this coming i they did the same thing with the one x they announced yeah. a bunch of first party titles that would be enhanced so i expected this um but you know i don't have a 120 frames per second capable display but there's a lot of people that will be buying new monitors and TVs for you sure. know these new consoles and stuff, and you know the thing I'm most interested in is the field of view uh, slider. That's going to be like new for Halo on console, and for me that's a big thing because I, I sometimes feel like some shooters are a bit too you know narrow when you're playing. Uh, but yeah, I, I love the fact that Microsoft do, does these upgrades for free because like think about it, like Microsoft could have easily have charged people for this and called it a remaster, but they didn't right and and for me you know people with game pass going a new generation you're going to be able to buy the console day one with your game pass subscription and you're going to get these upgrades for free and that's saving people money you know and that's saving me money because i I, would i would i buy the halo collection again probably (laughs) but we all would the the fact that we're getting it for free is just a huge bonus at the end of the day and you know 120 frames like i've played first-person shooters at 120 frames at my mate's house who games on pc and it is weird it is blistering fast um it takes some getting used to it, but the fact that they have an xbox series s that's going to be doing this as well that's huge and you know more people are going to be gaming at that you know refresh rate going next generation and yeah i, I... I think it's good all around, man, because again, Microsoft back generations they take care of these games. We still get 360 and OG games that get stability updates. So you know, to me, this is good news, and that means we're probably going to see more first party games announced up until launch. Because you know, Microsoft they tend to you know with this whole like Xbox Series launch, they coming out with n- news bits almost
0: every single day. Yeah, it's, and it's that's been the entertainment part. You know, and that's the thing. I, I John had said it in his opening. You know, you turn away from Twitter for a second and you feel like you missed something. I mean, they, they, they promised that for the next four weeks we were going to be getting a lot of information. I didn't realize that. Again, it de- depending on who you ask, it's maybe this isn't a big deal for you. I mean, think about it. Monday was... uh uh, what do we get rainbow six siege coming to xbox game pass well there's 55 uh, you know uh million players in that game right that's a big deal for xbox game pass uh now you get this information where on the 17th you're getting the halo master chief collection to run at 120 frames per second and what's interesting is it's not just the multiplayer, which is going to be incredible. I'm going to jump right back into Halo multiplayer. I haven't played in years. I'm going to be honest with you. But wanting to try out the system, wanting to play in 120 frames per second is something I'm definitely going to do. But more importantly, more importantly than that is the fact that the, the campaigns are going to be at 120 frames per second. And that is ridiculous i i cannot wait to see what these games look like let me go to a uh, shandy uh shandy you know obviously yeah. if you if you if you are a halo fan right if you are a halo fan this is exciting news and it's exciting news because uh, I th- uh jimmy just said it if this was sony they would be charging you for this upgrade because they could know that they can make money. Whereas Microsoft is not charging you. It's getting the upgrade for free if you own the game. And if you have Xbox Game Pass, it's in there as well. This is a big deal. Maybe even a bigger deal than most people are going to talk about. What are your thoughts
4: on this? Uh, from here on out, I'm not even going to call Microsoft Pro Consumer. I'm just going to call them what they what they call their new model. They are a player-centric model.
0: That's a great, means- great, great,
4: great point which means everything they do is centered around your interest. So Halo is a legacy uh, legacy brand, right? I mean, people are still playing Halo 3, Halo um, Combat Evolve. Like, it, it'll never stop. And the fact that they keep going back and saying, hey, we're going to keep updating you to play it the way that you see it in your head so like, cause you know, like sometimes you would go back and play it, you would think about an old game you loved, and you always like shift the way you see it. Now it's getting to the point that the way you see it in your head, you go back and play like, damn, it actually looks better than what I thought. Like <laughs> True. they are doing like, it's, it's such a, it makes sense with the way they're doing it because the idea is if you give your consumer everything they want, why would they ever leave you? they start to just give you money out of like appreciation. So you'll just start seeing people, you might even start seeing people not only have game pass, but they're still gonna be like, I wanna buy the game too, cause I wanna keep supporting you guys as much as I possibly can. Yeah, Do, And this is also like, just like Zimmy said, this is very strategic because they know that they, it's a let down the fact that infinite's not coming. So the next best thing is to make it so that you can go back and play the old halos as you prepare for infinite in a new, like, upgraded level. Uh, I just, it, it's just, it's like astounding. It's like, I still don't see why PlayStation hasn't caught on to this, other than the fact that maybe the player centric model just isn't sustainable for them as far as it is for Microsoft, due to the fact that Microsoft does have, you know, surplus funds in that type of situation where they can, because this style, you have to give a lot upfront before you receive it on the back end. So maybe they just they just don't have the ability to do this style, but next gen, I mean, look out, Microsoft is, I they're definitely, I see them taking this generation. It may not be with console sales overall, but it's gonna be with money sales. They are gonna make the most money out of everyone. Cause even this generation, even though they've been losing so bad, every time they would do their quarter, they were like, yeah, we made more and more than we did on Xbox 360. And nobody can seem to understand that because they're like what your consoles have not sold. Yeah, but their services have. Yeah. People are still alive. People are still getting Game Pass. Like Game Pass, I see it being around 20 to 25 million by the end of the year. That's insane, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've talked about this before. I think that they're cl- well, not that I think. I know that they're closer to twenty. They just haven't announced it yet. I think that's that's coming. Don't don't be surprised at at, at the end of the year at at maybe XO if it does happen on the ninth, like it was rumored um that they announced. Yeah, we're at, we're at twenty because I I just think that the overall value proposition of what Microsoft is doing there's nobody in 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 the entire gaming industry offering this kind of value. I mean, I know you can look and say, well, you know, Ubisoft has a uh, streaming service. Uh, I mean, uh, it has a service where you can, you know, pay x amount of dollars and you get the games and that's that's a great deal. No doubt about it. Same thing for EA. Uh, you know, which uh, they have that on in, PC and Stadia. They yeah, also
1: has something, but nothing to the level of Xbox. Right.
0: I mean, obviously, they, they, they are the market leaders when it comes to uh, value proposition. No no doubt about that. But you know what? I want to bring uh, Indie Gamer into the conversation. But, Indie, before I catch you in here, brother, let me just catch him with some of these Super Chats. I have quite a few of them. Uh, Effing Nuisance, good friend of the show, drops the first Super Chat for $2. Thank you for your generosity, my brother. He says, spread the love and hit the like button. Indeed, hit that like button as we close in on 600 people or should i say gamers here uh to listen to today's bonus episode of the xbox factor podcast yes do me a favor hit the like button because the more likes apparently youtube likes this channel better puts it in a better algorithm and more people get a chance to find the channel and i definitely want to say thank you for that pixel bit g another generous friend of the show drops an outstanding two dollars super chat and says vouching for Raji, played the demo and bought it Thank you, dude. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. I think it's well worth the price of admission, um, but certainly a game that I think people should not overlook for sure. Shandy, <laughs> who's on the panel, just a very generous $5 super chat and says over 500 peeps. Can we get those likes at 300? Yes. Thank you. I appreciate that, dude. Definitely, definitely uh, help the, the likes help this channel. God's geeks. Drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, I have Game Pass, and I still plan on buying Halo Infinite. Fable and Gear 6 physically as well. Love supporting a company with good habits. You know something? Every one of those games are probably going to have a collector's edition, and rest assured, I'll be buying them as well. And I still have Xbox Game Pass. Uh, Thanaros, a very generous friend of the show as well. Drops a $2 super chat and says, At Boom, do you have an Xbox group on XBL? You know something? I actually do not and that shame on me as not only as a a community-minded person i definitely should do uh, definitely work on doing that uh i'm definitely going to take that under advisement so thank you for that as well as the super chat my brother but Indy, look halo uh halo infinite is coming and when and and when it gets here it's going to be amazing i have no doubt but until it gets here Running through the Halo Master Chief Collection isn't a bad thing. And running through it, quite frankly, at 120 frames per second, makes me want to play all of those games like they are new. And that is pretty epic. That is something that only Microsoft is doing. And I love the fact that they get out there, and even though people are still a little down, trying to bring people up with hey listen we know that it's not what you wanted but we're still going to support the halo franchise with this big bomb and i think it's a i think i think it's a big deal what what are your thoughts on it well um obviously everyone
3: knows Halo is the flagship franchise for um Xbox so I think it makes perfect sense to keep uh, supporting it and giving it your you know uh, you know proper good attention to make it the best it can be and obviously like with the Halo Infinite news um that is going to be delayed obviously that's old news now but um it is going to be delayed and hopefully they take all the time they need but that's uh, for another discussion um but yeah I'm just glad to see you know them giving like the master chief collection and have a zhuzh up basically for um uh, to meet the n- sort of um next generation uh standards really because um you know that 120 frames per second some people might think that's not a big deal but having being someone who plays on pc now uh at the start of this year i go into the pc master race (laughs) obviously yeah so that's jokes guys obviously but you know it is a master race at the end of the day no i'm only joking (laughs) no pc is awesome i love it and you i my monitor runs up to 144 hertz so i'm able to go up to the 144 frames per second so the frames do definitely make a big difference so if you, you know, you might be thinking, oh, that's not going to be a big deal, but actually it is a big deal. And, it, and especially for games like uh, Halo and Doom Eternal, uh, really fast paced games like that, it make a heck of a big deal. And I didn't know about the um, the uh, field of view that Jamie mentioned as well. That's a, kind of a big deal to having a, a shooter as well, because um, when I played uh, the Doom 2016, I had to tweak that um, field of view quite a bit to uh, make sure I could actually play the game because, you um, uh, it was giving me uh, motion sickness because it it was too zoomed in essentially. So I had to pull it out a bit, and I was, um, you know, able to then get on with a bit of Doom Eternal because uh, maybe I'm a i am I do get sick on boats and stuff. I don't know if that's related, but <laughs> but yeah, those little additions are actually helpful. But you know, for me, playing a Halo. Uh, at the start of um this this kind of gym when the well when when the halo master chief collection came around i was um all over going through all the halos again uh living those reliving those glory days um and it was awesome and it gives you know another chance to sort of think why don't we just do that again (laughs) you know i mean time to relive the glory days once more and this time we're gonna have it you know 120 frames per second obviously um you know this is an obvious statement, but you're going to need your TV to be yeah. a match for that. So just yeah. obviously take that into consideration. If you, you if you are um, go into next gen, um, I'm sure you'll know you need your TV to have the 120 frames per second. Um, Uh, capabilities but uh, you know monitors are an option as well guys so um like my monitor is uh 1440p 144 hertz and you know i get great results out of that depending on whether you need the 4k and all that that's all another issue but yeah i'm just super you know excited to you seeing them really like looking after their baby uh i'm pleased they delayed halo infinite and this is now going to come in and uh, allow people to enjoy that um halo action again until infinite arrives like uh, on the uh, glory train
0: <laughs> yeah i mean I, listen again it, it's i i cannot wait to do it because i do i went out and i upgraded my tv last december i got the uh the uh, samsung uh, qled and again i know it's it, it, it's not an OLED, like the uh the I, th- I think it's the CX9 that everyone is buying now and nice. I saw that TV and my god that TV is amazing I just I can't justify upgrading yet it's something I'll upgrade in a couple of years because I have a 240 refresh rate on this TV Ooh, nice. yeah I got I got the <laughs> uh the 2.1 HDMI it's got all the bells and whistles I could possibly what? need dude I Dude, that is I, sweet that is I, sweet I, my friend <laughs> and not wait and i mean i'm like i'm giddy and we're still 20 days away uh, yeah. but uh, yeah halo infinite uh, is a game that uh, my brother my brother neo mental i'm not even sure is in the chat when we we obviously when we played halo 1 it was a single player game it was multiplayer on pc but we didn't play on pc we played on the xbox and we the the the, the years of fun that we had with halo 2 i mean we used to actually we had gotten a crew together where we used to train and i really mean that folks like we would literally go in in a private match and just train using the weapons and oh, we were a formidable team it was pretty oh uh, my god i'm getting goosebumps just thinking about how much fun my brother neil mental and i had it is a uh, it is pretty, pretty cool. Hey, listen, we had a uh, uh, Kirby Louise who who's been on this program numerous times. Drops a very generous and outrageous $10 ten thousand. Says if you're interested in hundred and twenty hertz TV, then make sure you check the ratings page for it. The TV manufacturers try to push it, push the ULMB rate as the refresh rate. PS, boom, I, it's it's um, it, it said Kirby Zero Louise. Oh, okay, yeah, that's why I, I forgot the zero. Well, thank you, brother. Super appreciate that. And sorry that I forgot the zero. <laughs> um, but listen, let's move on to one of the um one of the main topics of the show. And we're gonna get to the Halo one towards the back end because it is a big beefy one. I think a lot of people are gonna have some serious opinions on it. I certainly do. But let's get to the the next topic. And, um, you know, with the Xbox Game Studios uh, now at 23 first-party teams, um, well, first-party studios with 35-plus teams, there has been one particular, uh, uh, you know, uh, studio that has been pulling talent from every big developer in gaming. And of course, I'm talking about uh, the initiative, the quadruple A studio that is currently working on what is rumored to be uh, a project, um, a project, a perfect dark uh, game based in that universe. And as of this show, uh, Zemi and I have were actually talking about this uh, the other day, I have confirmed that the initiative collectively has a total of 57 active employees uh, and this this comes way of their official LinkedIn page now I actually thought that their team was way bigger apparently that's not the case but In a story that was brought to my attention by our great friends over at Seasoned Gaming, it appears more incredible talent has left Naughty Dog uh, and has now joined the growing list of superstars at Microsoft's The Initiative. Now, the story you can find in the show notes below, and uh, I added it just in case you want to read, just in case I don't cover something that's a part of the story. But though, according to that story, uh, uh, and which, of course, they have the LinkedIn information, which is verified directly from the uh, the, the gentleman that wrote the story. Uh, and you know him as Ainsley. Uh, he's a, one of the hosts of their podcast. Uh, former senior Naughty Dog developer who worked on The Last of Us uh, and re- was responsible for the shader technologies used in that game uh, has left Naughty Dog to work for the initiative. And um, that's a that's a big deal. Uh, it's a big deal because it's not the first person to come over from Naughty Dog, uh, and uh, you know, obviously, look, I can't say um, what's going on over there, but I definitely have two questions for the panel. First of all, you know, after I after after reading and and writing about the talent that has left Sony. Uh, to uh, you know, some of their biggest first-party studios to work for the initiative. You know, there's there's two questions uh, that come to mind, and the first one is what the what the hell's going on at Naughty Dog that everyone is leaving. Um, and that that's one question I'd like to see if the panel could answer. But more importantly, uh, the second part of the question is what is going on at the initiative that it's attracting this much talent, and we're not talking about just low-level. Um, you know, uh, uh, artists, we're talking about some high production value positions being filled at the initiative by people that could logistically run their own teams. But yet they're going to the initiative to work collectively on this project, whatever it is, it is is going to be a big deal. And we know that Drew Murray, who tweeted a couple of weeks ago, it's already in this playable state. How playable? I don't know. But his daughter was playing it. Uh, And he actually shared that, which was pretty dope of him. Uh, But, you know, Zemi, you know, I know that the running joke when, of course, the Welsh gamer was a part of the Xbox Factor podcast and eventually he will come back, folks. Uh, hopefully he'll be back sooner than later, but obviously, you know it's with COVID. His wife is a nurse. He's home taking care of their son, so we can't. There, there is no ETA for his return. But he has assured me that he will be returning. Hopefully, uh, at the end of the year, potentially in early 2021. But you know, the running joke is, what the hell is going on at the initiative? Uh, Zemi Games. What, what, what are your thoughts on this story? What the hell is going on at the initiative? Boom. What's happening over
1: there? I want uh, to know. But I guess to answer the first question of like what potentially could be happening at Naughty Dog to cause all of these developers to leave, um, you know, I was actually talking to you, you know, a few uh, a few days ago about this, and you know, Jason Schreier wrote an article, um, and it was talking about the situation at Naughty Dog, uh, you know, in March of this year before he left uh, to, you know, uh, before he left uh, Kotaku. And you know the article is really a deep dive into you know the naughty dog culture and, and the working conditions there. And, you know, he brings up several, several points that, you know, uh, and and factors that he uncovered while interviewing several employees at Naughty Dog. And, you know, of course, Jason Schreier is one of those people that, you know, it's like, why would you believe anything that he said? And, and then, you know, there's some people that believe everything that he says. Um, But, you know, I, I, I really, really kind of somewhat fell in love with this article. I might be a little bit biased. Uh, I actually wrote... Uh, uh, several essays on this, you know, in, in, in other articles talking about like the working conditions at several studios. Um, but it's really, really packed with a lot of information, you know, uh, such as, you know, the fact that so many senior people are leaving, they're having to recruit more and more younger talent and this younger talent, you know, uh, can't, you know, keep up with the work pace that these, you know, older veteran developers can do. And that's causing the projects to be prolonged and just taking a lot more time. And then these older developers are having to work longer, which is leading to more of them leaving, which is leading to more younger talented coming in. It's just kind of like a circle of, um, of, of just a bad situation. Um, and Jason Schreier in this article also mentions the lack of producers. Um, you know, he, he, he says in, you know, a direct quote, uh, quoting, you know, someone that he interviewed and, in, you know, an unnamed source that, you know, Naughty Dog, their culture is to not have uh, producers, that uh, they believe that everyone is individually a producer. And this is, you know, a huge spark of creativity. But Jason Schreier also mentions in this article that uh, because of this, you know, something might get canceled from the game. And a developer, like an artist, you know, is working on the thing that got canceled in the game, you know, to, you know, potentially three weeks, you know, after it actually got canceled. But because there's not, you know, a a good production team with producers, that information doesn't get relayed to them. So then that three weeks of work that they worked on just, you know, was for nothing. Right. And so, you know, there's even more that go into like the whole topic of Naughty Dog as, you know, in in this article. And I definitely suggest for everyone that's interested in it to definitely go and give this article a read uh, because it has a lot of information. But after reading that article, you know, I, am really not shocked that, um, that people would, you know, potentially want to leave Naughty Dog. Um, you know, we, we've, you know, throughout the, you know, this year and, you know, some of the last year, we've heard a lot of, uh, a lot of bad news coming out of that developer. And I think, you know, to to jump back into the initiative, I think that that is a big, big strategic move for Microsoft, creating the initiative in Santa Monica, uh, where they did because it's right there in the L.A. area. There's so, so, so many developers there. Of course, Naughty Dog is in santa monica with them uh but some other developers you know that are there of you know really notable sizes uh you know infinity ward and treyarch who both make call of duty blizzard entertainment dice la who make battlefield and insomniac games you know, are all in there in that LA, you know, area. There are also the-
0: Sony, Sony Santa Monica is there as well. Yes, no, absolutely. developers
1: No, absolutely. And, and and that list that I just gave you is, is, is very, very cut down. There is a tremendous number of developers just in the, the Los Angeles area, not even counting, you know, other major cities that are a little bit further away, like, you know, San Francisco and, and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, there is a lot of talent in Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles area, but there's even more talented just in all of California as a whole, you know, if a developer wants to leave, you know, where he works at, you know, it's kind of, you know, hard to say, hey, I'm going to leave the studio and then travel, you know, halfway across the country to... um Wherever uh, to get another job, you know, making video games, my wife's going to have to change, you know, change her job. My kids are going to be pulled out of school and they're going to leave, you know, their friends. All that different stuff comes up, right? So, you know, having the initiative put in Santa Monica where there's all of this talent and there are a lot of developers who are probably just not very happy with the current studio that they work at. You know, to be able to bring in that massive level of, ta- of of talent into the studio is a huge, huge, huge asset to yeah. the initiative. And I think that that is a, is a very strategic move by Microsoft. I don't think that they're necessarily that they're, you know, I, I'm not saying that the initiative was put there so that they could steal developers. But more or less, you know, it was put there for those developers that want to leave the studio that they're at because they're just not happy to come over to that studio And, you know, from what we've heard of the initiative, you know, people have been quoting it being a quadruple-A game studio, making, you know, just absolutely, you know, they're going to be making an absolutely amazing, breathtaking game. And all of this talent that they are pulling in, I think is definitely going to lead to that. You know, Naughty Dog for all of their problems with, you know, working conditions and, and everything like that, they still make absolutely fantastic, you know, looking games and playing games. Right. Um, and, and, you know, if the initiative can get, you know, even half of that talent, we're all in for a very, very, uh, excellent game hitting game pass whenever they're uh, done developing it. Um, But, you know, overall, I'm really, really excited for what the initiative has, you know, been making. Uh, And and I'm really hoping that it is something, um, you know, that you know even you know somewhat close to what sony puts out in their first party and i know that some people kind of disagree with that idea but for me i think it's really important that xbox gets those types of games or more of those types of games in game pass absolutely uh, because because that's the whole point of game pass is to have a variety of games that interest all different player groups because you know that's that's how you get people interested in the service Um, But yeah, I, I, I'm really excited. I can't wait to see more of what the initiative is doing. And I think, you know, their, their move overall to put it in Santa Monica, the studio is very, very strategic and, and, and and it, and it was done for a very, very good purpose
0: yeah there's no doubt about it and the talent that has come over has not just been from naughty dog it has been from sony santa monica it has been from rockstar it has been from uh, they have developers that worked on metal gear solid 5 so whatever they're building is based in uh, exactly what i'm looking for that i find in playstation games And, and it's that single player story driven adult themed content and I think that's what we're going to get with this, whatever it's going to be. We know it's third person. We're hearing that it is a, a perfect Dark title within the universe. I don't necessarily know it's Joanna Dark. Maybe it's a new agent. Maybe she plays a, a, a bigger role some other way. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I honestly like you, cannot wait to see this. But, you know, I want to go to the elusive gamer next on this. Jamie, listen. Naughty Dog has ha- again ha- has its problems, and it appears that the problems are, 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 are so uh, extensive that they are losing. And we're not again, we want people to understand this they're losing senior members of their talent pool. That's a really bad sign. Now, I don't know what they're going to do next. I don't know if we're going to get another Uncharted. I don't know if they're going to continue The Last of Us. I don't know if if it's going to be the rumored space type of adventure that they're looking to go with with the new IP they've been rumored to be doing But if they don't have the senior talent that put all of these other big games like Uncharted Four together and The Last of Us Two, I think it's going to be a long time before you see a game come from that from that developer. What what are your thoughts on this story? You know, as much
2: as I don't, I I don't trust Jason Schreier as much as I can throw him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, That being said, you know, like the the the, there was truth to his like articles with the whole Naughty Dog thing. You know, I remember. Uh, staff from Naughty Dog complaining that they had to work extra hours to make gifts so people can post on Twitter using Naughty Dog characters. And it's like, uh, it was just a bit over the top. And, you know, uh, last time I checked, uh, people liked being paid for work, and apparently people weren't. So that that was a big issue, you know. And you have to think about like this, like, you know, being in Santa Monica in... Microsoft like they must have like a very promising looking project to pull all those people in because there's people from Red Dead Redemption there L A Noir you know uh, WB Montreal you know pretty much from all over all over and um you know naughty dog you know like we've we've all seen the drama online with that studio and that game yeah. you know and you know I can't blame them. Like imagine working in a toxic place like that for years and not being able to have your say on the game because, you know, again, producers aren't a thing. Um, So like, you know, Microsoft, like their direction now, they don't really do crunch. Like when was the last time we heard about Microsoft doing crunch for a game? Like I know, I know people like to make memes about Microsoft all the time, but, you know, they actually give their developers time. Their biggest marquee title Halo Infinite was pushed back. And that, that just goes to show that Microsoft is willing to, like, you know, let the developers do what they want. And if I was a developer working at Naughty Dog, I'd say that and think, well, I want to work for Microsoft. You know, and they're just coming over every other day. I open Twitter and it's like, oh, another developer's moving to, you know, the initiative. And you know, the game they're making must be like this promising title because again, room to be perfect, dark. It's probably perfect, dog, but it has to be like on some huge scale. Then, because again, talent from Red Dead, you know, Uncharted and all sorts on that game, it's like, you know, it, it's crystal clear that the Naughty Dog situation is a complete mess. And, you know, the initiative they're clearly making something that they're proud of, they can take the time with it, you know, whether we see it this year, next year, or the year after is, you know, is to be seen. I, I just think, you know, if Microsoft is being such a not just a pro-consumer company but pro-developer company
0: yeah that's a great
2: point why wouldn't they want to come over because again we see developers coming over in droves and like you said might be like what 50 something developers working there that's 50 developers from like literally other big studios and you know people from crystal dynamics one of the biggest you know developers in the world went to the initiative you know it's just it's clear to me you know Again, Microsoft gets maimed to hell, but you have to say from like, you know, a logical standpoint that they clearly have the most pro developer, you know, workspace. Like hell, everyone at Microsoft is allowed to work from home now for good if they want. And why would a developer not want to go to Microsoft? That's the real question.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree, and I, I, I did, we have heard that Microsoft is is the place you want to work, and I think that you hit the nail on the head. There, there's no, you know, behind the scenes stories of crunch, and and, and you know what, the way that they're doing it, they are attracting massive amounts of talent. Uh, you know, indie, I, I want to go to you because listen, we know that your 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 main uh, stay when we when when talking with the Xbox community it, it is to highlight the indie developers right there's no doubt about it but you, you also got to tip your hat to the fact that the the initiative was built with quadruple a games in mind and when people say well what what exactly does that mean?" that means the amount of money they're going to invest in these new ips and even though perfect dark if it turns out to be Perfect Dark isn't technically a new IP. It's certainly going to be a, a new IP based on the way how different is going to be from the original two that released. And and again, I I talked about this before. They're 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 fifteen and twenty years removed. Uh, and I think it's I think it when when this game finally releases, if it happens to be in the Perfect Dark universe, it's going to be a new IP. This is this is very exciting on many many levels to see the talent flocking over to the initiative because you know you're going to get a great game. But the other the other question is what's going on at Naughty Dog that they're losing all their senior their senior talent
3: yeah <clears throat> excuse me um yeah obviously there's something going on there but to be quite honest i don't i can't comment massively on naughty dog side of things i don't know a massive amount of what's going on over there but obviously you know we can be led to believe that something's not right within the camp there and um you know my maybe the the it's a very enticing thing working on this you know biggest game ever essentially that they're putting put together is getting quadruple a it's it's exceeding the, the categorization of triple a you know what i mean it's like we're taking it we're going to build a new category of game with this one with <laughs> a, which is obviously you know ambitious and i love that um you know it's like you say i focus on indie stuff but um maybe if i take a little slightly different approach to this as um you know that's always a good thing everyone has their own viewpoint and stuff i mean with regards to uh building a big studio my only concern would be obviously you've got all these amazing talents coming together um and um you know the only concern would be is they need a really good, strong leadership and um, direction because you, you, no matter how many um, creatives and. Like top of their game um comes that come together you know if they're all trying to pull in different directions um it can go wrong if you see what i mean you can have the yeah. best the best you know like animators the best designers or whatever all coming together but if they haven't got that strong leadership and um you know inspirational uh, team that come together and uh, in a, as a cohesive unit um then um that you know can go wrong i'm oh, sorry to put the negative slant on things <laughs>
0: but that's no, just what absolutely. i hope well it's a part of the conversation i mean you're absolutely right but i, I believe drew murray uh, who, who, you know, who led Crystal Dynamics at one point, who was the head yeah. of the studio, I, I think he runs a tight ship. And I think people Absolutely. that come to work for him understand that the, the goal is to make something incredible. And I think, exactly. that w- again, whatever they're doing, Indy, it is attracting some massive talent. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's it's kind of like the dream
3: team, isn't it? It's kind of like, you know, the basketball <laughs> dream team or yeah. whatever they call it over there in America, uh, you know, assembling the best players from around the world kind of to make this, which is, is exciting. I can definitely see, you know understand the excitement. I, I'm sure it will be awesome. And the fact that Microsoft give um, their team so much freedom in the development um, area, they just let you get on with things. Uh, obviously, they oversee stuff. That's obvious it's business at the end of the day but they give you that uh, uh, space to be a creative at the end of the day and that is awesome that is why microsoft has become such a, a great company i believe in a lot of ways it, with all these studios they're just um they're taking on studios like double fine who would never be acquired by acquired by microsoft if they didn't have that option for creative freedom um like they are they are they love being having that creativity and the direction they want to take double fine those kind of um, developers who they've bought um so you know it's just awesome to see that they would take them on, on the, under the agreement and then you could basically they can just let them do their thing and trust in, the, in their, you know, vision that they want to put out. Uh, but yeah, getting back to the initiative, it is it is exciting. Um, so many people think it is perfect dark. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm amazed to be seen. I don't want to comment because I've been wrong before in these kind of environment. <laughs> so, but, you know, Perfect Dark just seems a strange one for me because it was never, the, you know, that big game. I would like to see them making a brand new fresh IP, uh, which is totally innovative and, you know, out, you know come out of nowhere. So if it's a quadruple A studio, and they're putting all these amazing people together. I would like them to come up with something creative, which is a brand new idea, if, essentially, and, and run with that. Um, but, yeah, that's just me. But, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure these teams, the, the, the leadership will be strong. Uh, just um, hope it, it hope it all comes together as a cohesive unit. And it is something very special because it could be a, a truly stunning game.
0: Yeah. I, well, I mean, obviously, it's being built for next generation. It's going to run on the Series X. It's going to run on the Series S and it's gonna be optimized uh because it's first party it's going to be done in a way that we know it's going to look and play the best uh you know what i'm saying that like there, yes. there's, there's going to be no stone left unturned whatever uh, this game yeah, yeah whenever yeah. the game does decide to be released and again we don't know if that's going to be you know uh you know late 2022 i i don't think it's going to be next year I, at least i don't think so i know that again we know that for a fact that it's in a playable state but we just don't know how much in a playable state it is uh, but you know what? Let, let's let's yeah. bring Shandi into the conversation now. Shandi, look again. This this isn't really kind of to, to to pounce on the rabbit, co- uh, you know, uh, so to speak, about what what's happening at Naughty Dog. This this is really to celebrate the fact that they're uh, that the tri- the quadruple 18 known as the initiative is attracting. A ridiculous amount of talent, and to be honest with you, I was a little taken aback by this, by the fact there's only fifty seven people working at that studio. I thought it was, I thought it was a much larger studio, but apparently they're still hiring. If you if you go to their LinkedIn page, I, I believe they have eight positions they're looking to fill. But, man, when they, when these stories break, you're hearing some of the best of the best join their ranks. And, again, I don't know what they're working on, but whatever it is, is, it must be an exciting project because they're getting studio leads to leave their positions at their current jobs to come work at the initiative. That's a big deal. John, are you there, brother? Always oh, he's on mute. He's on mute. Okay. Oh my God! Right. There it go.
4: is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't really know what's going on with uh, uh, Naughty Dog and what's happening with them. But something I do know is that um, when you're creative, there's a couple things that you look for in a company. And money, as much as people love money, and we and you definitely want to get paid well for what you do. The biggest thing is the ability to uh, express yourself creatively. Um, You also tend to wanna be able to have your ideas uh, validated and heard. And you also want to be surrounded by people that are also at your level. So one thing I noticed that the initiative did when it first uh, was announced was they said that like, you had to have like 10 to 15 years of experience in whatever you did. So what what I'm getting from that is if you if I'm leading a place and let's say I so I'm at Naughty Dog and Zimmy was uh saying that they were getting, I guess, like uh a lot of like older uh senior members were leaving and a lot of new blood was coming. What what you would want to do if you're in a senior position is you don't really you may want to help those who are younger and bring them up. But a lot of, a lot of those guys, they're like, I don't feel like starting all over again, because even though you have your skill, you now have to get these other ones, their skill up. And so when you see a company that says, Hey, we don't want anybody unless they are senior level, you kind of go, wow, that's, that's where I want to be, because what's going to end up happening is you're going to come up with your ideas but you're going to hear their ideas and that's going to then inspire you and come up with even better ideas. So the reason why they also seem to be keeping their group small is I, I feel like even though they're working on the one main game, which we all kind of feel like is perfect dark. I feel like they're doing like small hubs and they're, they're just bouncing ideas around. Maybe. And, I think, and I think what's going to end up happening is when we start seeing like, because the initiative eventually is going to bloom where you start seeing like, it's going to turn into like a, 500 to a thousand uh employee team and you're gonna start seeing all those initial ideas that were worked out now they're gonna start getting filtered down to the to the guys who can now program it and get it going because once they have like their streamline of like these are the next three games we want to work on now we can start hiring the actual employees who are gonna be like where I go hey I want you to work on this 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 and this and then that's when you'll start seeing it like uh the company really blow up. I think uh, uh, Gallagher had uh, alluded to that to begin with when he was talking about the size of the company that they were kind of working in small hubs, and they wanted to like bounce ideas between each other. Um, basically, though, for any creative, this is like like a dream job if you are in a senior um, management position. We all know people used to joke about it all the time that. Microsoft is very lax, you know, you go over there, you drink your lattes, you work when you want. So <laughs> we all heard it before. So I've yet to hear that Microsoft is very like uh, strenuous as far as staying on your back. They want you to produce obviously, but they give you your space to create. So it just makes sense to anybody in a senior level from these surrounding companies would want to move over to the initiative another thing that as far as naughty dogs concerned you just had uncharted kind of come to that like ending part of the series even though they're thinking about branching it off with the um girls when when you completed a project you kind of and and they're saying hey we want you to still make more uncharted those people might be like yeah but i i've already had my finality of it i'm, I'm right done with it i'm ready to do something else but if you're told like no 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 you're gonna go make some more Uncharted because it sells. You kind of walk away. Just the same situation we had with uh, Halo, right? Um, Bungie was done and Microsoft at the time was like, no, 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 you're gonna make more Halo. And they said, no, we're not, or at least half the group did. So that's when we had that big split because they felt like they had reached their finality. They were ready to move on to something else which became Destiny which became another great game. And you you don't wanna stunt uh, creators growth. If, If they're ready to move on, let them move on. I'm sure there's some people that still wanna continue that project. And I just think that might also be factoring into what's happening.
0: Yeah, you you never know. I, I, and again, we don't know whether it's because people want to move on to do different things. Maybe, maybe they don't want to keep going bouncing back between the Uncharted series and potentially a Le- the Last of Us. You know, who knows. Mm-hmm. But we do know that there's been some problems over there. So before we close out this topic, I'm going to get to John. Wolf. before I do, John, let me just uh, catch up on two of the Super Chats. First of all, a good friend of the show, Bounty Boom, is here. He drops a very generous $2 Super Chat and says, just got up. Good afternoon, Boom and panel. Well, good afternoon to you, my brother. Thank you for being here. And God's Geek drops another outstanding and very generous $5 Super Chat and says, got to go, guys. Here's another $5 for the great show. Well, thank you. For the uh the super chat, brother. Super appreciate that. More importantly, thanks so much for hanging out. But uh John, when you hear that um the talent uh that's coming over to the initiative is senior level positions, which means that they are literally leaving a position that they've been there for quite a while to work at the initiative. There are a couple of there are a couple of takeaways from it. One, where they're working must be toxic and must be a, a position. Uh, they must be in a position where they, they're they just not comfortable working. And uh, obviously, they have the ability to go anywhere, especially if they are senior-level positions. But when you see that they're jumping to the initiative, it says something to whatever they're working on must be special. Because usually, um, high-level talent will want to be a part of something that they believe is going to be special. And that could potentially be this perfect dark game. What are your thoughts on this?
5: I agree with that. Um, everyone on the panel had, you know, great things to say. I agree with with everyone's uh, opinion on the on the subjects. Um, one thing that I'll say is I'm I'm going to come at this a little from a different angle here, and let's use real real life perspective here for a second, okay? I'm a I, at. My work, my my work is I'm a fraud investigator, okay, for a financial institution. So I like investigating, you know, cases, and I like looking deep into things. And in preparation for this topic, I, I did a little bit of homework because every here, every here and there on Twitter, on YouTube, I will watch, you know, things saying that there was problems at Naughty Dog, and I never really paid attention to it. Fully Until this, you know, until, until we, I knew we were going to talk about it here, but one of the things I'll say is where there's smoke, there's fire. Okay. Yeah. So, so we know for a fact that, um, by all indications, the last of us two, this, the script was basically leaked by a disgrunt by a disgruntled employee over, over pay. So one, one of the words that I want to use to address both of your questions has to do with culture. Okay, I've been part of uh, of employers that the culture is completely toxic and, uh, and and no one, you know, everyone's looking to get out as soon as they can. Everybody's working for theirs and they're not really, you know, working for the company per se. They're just, you know, going through the motions and we all have to remember something we all love the gaming industry and it's all rainbows and sun- and sunshine when these games come out but the reality is is that i'm sure that just like you know the real world these these game developers they, the the they must have toxic environments okay and, and we see indications of that everywhere um by all but by, by all accounts as soon as amy henning left that's when all of this just started filtering out. And I think it lends a hand, Zemi, what you were saying with uh, Jason's article. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I'm sure that you have disgruntled employees that just wanted to say their side of the story and, and vent. And that's where all this stuff started coming from. But um, it, it, it does, you, we do have to pay attention that the culture at Naughty Dog, it, there's a problem there. And, and credit to them, however so that people understand we're not just completely shitting all over, you know, naughty dog here. If 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 you tell me that they've had this, these this many problems and they have still been able to deliver the type of game that they have, you know, Last of Us, Last of Us 2, Last of Us, all the Uncharteds, awesome games, you know, of, of the generation. So that's a credit to them that they were able to produce that with all this toxic toxicity and with within Their their company, but uh, but there's definitely something going on there because if people were happy and complacent and and proud to work for the company, we wouldn't be seeing so many people leaving. That that's that's a fact. Now your question of the initiative, what can they possibly be working on? Again, I circle back to how I started culture. Phil Spencer and Matt Booty have basically, I, I believe that when they when, when they were scoping the landfill, okay, for what uh, w- for what teams they were going to buy, one of the things that, that I think that they made it very clear to them was, listen, we want to power your dreams. I know that it's a marketing tag. I know that they're using that for everything, but I honestly believe it's the truth. We are going to give you the resources, the creative freedom, and the time to deliver your vision and, 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 that's that's when all of this started. And I think that in creating the initiative, obviously, I hearken back to like a company. I don't know if we have any wrestling fans here, but AEW Wrestling, OK, a wrestling company that was made by rest, by a, Tony Khan, who has is a lifelong wrestling fan. OK, and, uh, and and he brought on wrestlers that love wrestling and the industry. So they've created AEW wrestling. That obviously they're going head to head with WWE. Obviously they can't compete yet, but they'll get there. So uh, to me, this harkens back to something like that, where you, you're bringing in all these developers that are senior level, that that are that are masters of of their craft, and 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 you're giving them the creative freedom, the resources, and the time to create what they want. And I think that that is the key and that is what's driving them to the initiative.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I I think that's a great point. I I think when they know that they can come to a place that's going to value their ideas that maybe were overlooked at Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog has, you know... They work for Sony. They're owned by Sony. Sony has a set, uh, you know, g- amount of games that they want, and the games that they want happen to be in either the Uncharted universe or the uh, Last of Us universe. Now, whether that's the same or not, I couldn't tell you. But um, if uh, if you only could work on those games, and you have ideas that you want to flourish, you have your own ideas. You're not gonna find you're not gonna find solace there. You're going to have to move on, and that is apparently what's happening. But listen, folks, look, again, we we could talk about this all day until we actually know what's going on, until there's another article that breaks down what's going on. We can only speculate, but I can say that there is a significant amount of talent that's coming over to the initiative, and I honestly cannot wait to see what they're working on. But what I want to talk about next is the biggest topic. Of the show, I think it's a topic that's going to get us into overtime a little bit, and I think it's a topic that many people, not only in the chat, which we have almost six hundred people here, it is uh, the the panel could be potentially split on this. Now, look, we've talked about this to death. The Halo Infinite delay was something that we didn't see coming, but it happened, and in a recent uh, interview um, with with Phil Spencer on Friday, uh, there was some talk about Halo Infinite, and it was talk that kind of bothered me to the point where I couldn't wait to get to today's show. Um, and listen, I'll say this, uh, I, I have no problem with the delay of Halo Infinite. I, I'm all, I'm in the camp where a game should come out when the game is done. That, that is the end of the story. Um, I think that for Halo Infinite, it has the story, right? We understand that, um, the, you know, the, uh, the Banished are going to be a part of it. We understand that Atriox is going to be a part of it, and I believe that the Flood are going to be a part of it. So already you got me hands down. Uh, we know uh, we, we know that um, th- they have multiplayer pretty much on lock if they, if they continue the trend of what we saw with Halo 5. Um, the problem um, that was a lot of people took away from what we saw was the graphics, and I think that that could easily be rectified. To be honest with you, I think it's something they can go in and fix. Um, but this is where we get into the potential issue with this game. Now, there was a rumor prior to the announcement of the delay that this game was going to be split, launched uh, as both uh, two separate entities, the campaign being on its own and the multiplayer being on its own. And um, this is a story that has been making the rounds recently. And according to Windows Central, where I pulled this article from, it says Phil Spencer says Microsoft could look to at releasing Halo's Infinite campaign and multiplayer separately. And it seems that it could happen, but nothing is certain right now. Now, here is the, a direct quote from Phil Spencer regarding uh, Halo Infinite and 343's industries uh and and it's it's pretty interesting and it's one that I think again it's I think a lot of people are going to walk away from this split. Uh, He says this, Bonnie, referring to Bonnie Ross, founder and head of of 343 Industries, and the team will go and drive those decisions. But I think we want to make sure that people feel like they have a a, a halo experience. I think we could look to options like that. So, yeah, I think that that's something to think about. But we want to make sure we do it right. Now, look. (laughs) I'm going to say this and this is I don't know whether you're going to be on my, in my camp or someone else's I don't care. I am going to tell you this. We as fans deserve a great Halo experience. And I kind of want the feeling that I got with Halo 3 when it was released on September 25th of 2007. I want it to be a celebration of Master Chief. And I want all of the Xbox fans to relish in this celebration with me. I want to be excited about Halo. And I think that when the final product finally releases whenever that may be, that is going to be something that we're all going to be cheering. I think they're going to get it right. But the question that needs to be asked, the question that I think is going to be a real, you know, talking point on this particular topic is whether or not We want to see Halo Infinite released as a complete package like it should or released in two separate formats, one being the uh, uh, the multiplayer being released and then the single player. Now, we have heard from different sources that um, the multiplayer is closer to being done than the single player. So, uh, obviously, we have heard also that Halo multiplayer is going to be a free-to-play model, meaning that it could potentially, like a Fortnite release out there to the wild, gain a tremendous amount of fans because it's going to be Halo, and I believe it's going to look up and run amazing. They already confirmed that it's going to run at 120 frames per second. But then at some point later on in 2021, potentially around the anniversary of Halo um, Combat Evolve, which is um, November 15th, 2021, they released the campaign. This is the problem. I don't think it should release until the game is absolutely ready to go because when I think of Halo, and maybe because I'm old here, maybe I'm the old man in the room and I and I I, know I don't want to accept change, but I don't think Halo is something that I look at as being just a singular item. When I When you look at Call of Duty, for instance, The new Call of Duty that's coming out is going to release in a dual package, meaning you're going to get the multiplayer and you're going to get the single-player campaign. I think that that model works. I don't agree with, especially when you talk about Halo, hey, let's put out the multiplayer, let's get a bunch of fans, let's get the people playing it, and then then sometime down the line, we release the single-player. And I'm going to be honest with you, as someone... That absolutely still loves Crackdown Three. When they did that, when they split it up, I think that they ruined the 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 expectation of the game. And I have a feeling that they could potentially ruin. I mean, it should be one thing. That's just my opinion on it, Zemi. I want to get yours because again, maybe I'm the old man in the room, and I, I'm willing to accept that. But I think that hmm. Halo needs to release the way that we understand Halo should be released. It should offer both single-player and multiplayer for the same price and package.
1: Yeah. So, to start off, I'm definitely in the camp of, you know, when it's ready, it's ready. And, And I understand that we all wanted to be playing Halo this holiday, and unfortunately, for one reason or another, or possibly many reasons, that didn't happen. And it's very, very just unfortunate to all of us Halo fans. Um... But, you know, that, you know, it's also a good thing in the sense that, you know, by them delaying it, you know, they are ensuring that fans, you know, uh, that that will get the game that we accept, ex- you know, that we expect. And, you know, it also protects the Halo franchise. Uh, and, and both of those are very, very important things to me because I don't want this to be the last Halo. I don't want this to critically flop or something like that. And then we never get another Halo, which I don't think would probably happen. But the point's still there. Um so ultimately, you know, whenever it's ready, it's ready. Uh, how I feel about it being split up is, I'm actually in the same camp as you. And you know, as you were introducing this topic, I was actually thinking to myself, "Do I feel this way because you know, be, I hate to say, it, do I feel this way because like I'm old?" Is is like you know like I'm 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 older, right? I'm I'm 27, but you know, so like I I truly felt that way. I was like you know, do I feel this way because I am just like very very nostalgic, or is there an actual reason that I feel this way? And you know, and and I'm gonna be honest, and this is gonna probably make some you know people mad, and 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 you know, and I and I respect their opinion. But I will say this. I think if they split up the multiplayer from the campaign in a way, I think it would cheapen the franchise. I I agree. 100%. I I think it would cheapen the franchise. And, you know, personally, I prefer getting the whole game, you know, as you know, in in one time. And, and I think strategically it makes sense because if you do possibly release it next holiday, you know, the holiday of 2021, I think that it could also boost console sales during that time. Now, do they need to boost console sales during that time? Probably not. But I I think that, you know, having that big heavy hitter makes a lot of sense. And then, you know, also kind of somewhat what you've been, you know, uh, beating the drum to you know, the anniversary of, you know, the very first Halo game, the 20th anniversary is going to be next year. And, and, you know, there's some meaning to that, right. Uh, of releasing it on that day, which would fall in, you know, to the holiday season as well. And I think from, you know, a business standpoint, from a marketing standpoint, that makes a lot of sense. However, on the, on the flip side, you know, I could see for one reason or another them releasing the multiplayer separate from the rest of the game. And, and I could see how that could potentially make sense. Uh, for instance, you know, I believe the Monster Energy Drinks with the uh, double XP is already out. And they have, you know, like kind of confirmed that, you know, like all of that double XP will be, you know, uh, usable in 2021 whenever the game comes out. But, you know, there is the possibility that there might be other uh you know uh uh, you know other events you know uh or promotions that might make an early release for the whole uh for the halo multiplayer um you know advantageous for microsoft to go ahead and release um and you know for for that reason i could see it potentially happening but for me for my selfish self uh, and, I, and I think it also makes business sense to do it like this. I, I think I would definitely prefer them keeping the game together. That way, you know, holiday of next year, um, you know, it releases, you know, it gives a big boost to sale. It, it drives a lot of excitement to the Xbox brand because, you know, their, their, their flagship uh, franchise is coming out and hopefully it's a banger. And, uh, I'll be able to play multiplayer and single player, you know, uh, maybe not at the same time. Cause I only have, you know, one you know pair of hands, but, and one, and one screen, but, uh, I'll be able to play it, you know, coinciding, uh, each other. And, and, and to me, I, you know, maybe once again, maybe it's cause I'm old, uh, or just maybe super nostalgic or, or, you know, just stubborn, right. You know, a lot of us don't like change, but I, I really do think that in a lot of ways it would kind of cheapen the franchise and I would prefer it to you know, come out the traditional way that we've always seen Halo come out.
0: I agree. I agree. I, look, look here's, here's the thing. We don't know where the multiplayer is, it, it, where it's, we're, you know, it's state. We, we don't know because they didn't show us anything, right? We have no idea there. You know, normally, if I mean, if you recall to um, Halo 5, we got a chance to play the beta a year before the game was released. Right. So they, they got a tremendous amount of feedback and we we, we didn't get a chance to play the uh, the multiplayer. So, I mean, is that concerning? Is that an issue that is that, a, a, a you know, suggesting that there could potentially be an issue? Look, here here's the thing. Well, you think I'm a, you're going to think I'm a lunatic for this. As of this show. It's three hundred and ninety one days. Until the anniversary of, of 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 Combat Evolve, which is November fifteenth, like I said before, that's one year and three and, and three months. I, I say, if you're not happy with the what you, you what you put out there, because we know that they they switched it midway through, which I think was a horrendous mistake that they switched it going from Unreal to, of course, the Subspace Engine. Now. A lot of people didn't like the way the subspace engine looked. I don't know why they decided to do that, but whatever it is they invested in, hopefully they can get it right. I say take the next 13, uh, 15 months and make sure that this is the Halo that we all expect because you only get, I mean, <laughs> this is the flagship franchise for Xbox. You know, the, the old saying, Xbox is Halo and Halo is Xbox. You, you, you can't mess this up. And, it, and taking the extra time to fix this game the way we expect it to be with top-notch graphics, top-notch story, top-notch gameplay, and a multiplayer to die for, it, it, if it takes another 15 months to get it right, I suggest you do it. But again, even if you had to sit on the game for a couple of months to coincide with the celebration that's going to be the 20th anniversary of... Halo Combat Evolves, then you just you hold it back because I know that we have a bunch of other first-party games that are going to be releasing in early 2021 and mid-2021. Halo could sit and wait. You don't need to rush it out for sure. You know, Jamie, I want to grab your opinion on this. I mean, I don't know what, what camp you fall in on, but are you old school like me and Zemi where you feel like, um you know, a Halo game needs to release with both modes, or are you in the new school way of thinking and saying, well, if it, if, if the multiplayer is ready, just release that. And then we'll get to the single play when we get there. Um, you know, I, I think
2: I have a kind of a unique uh, perspective on this because I'm in the camp of old fashioned at all. It all has to release at once. Right. And that's just me. You know, I like having my multiplayer, my forge, my single player, all in one package, all at the same time. But, you know, I like to follow trends. You know, I've been social, I've been active on social media for a very long time. And I've noticed something when it comes to Halo Infinite. People will complain no matter what. Before we saw gameplay, there was rumors, unsubstantiated rumors, of the game coming out with just multiplayer first. The community lost their minds. I don't know if anyone remembers. Oh, I Uh, do. Yeah. People were up in arms. And then we saw the gameplay of the campaign, and people were like, no, this doesn't look good. And then all of a sudden, I noticed people were like, you know what? Hold off with the campaign and give us the multiplayer now so people's mind switched just because of the graphics which was just weird to me but like and then i've noticed over the past month or so people are kind of split on us like they want the game now but they they want the whole thing but they understand part of it needs to be pushed off till next year and by the way i do not think this will come out on the uh 20th anniversary i think it's going to come out in the next six months um that's just me but um like, I I understand people want Halo now, and I understand that the the multiplayer component is quote unquote free to play. But Halo is the marquee franchise for Xbox. Like, it all should come out at one time. And I know there's all these people now that you know the essentially, and I I cringe saying this. They grew up on Fortnite. They grew up on free to play games. And yep. a lot of these people are like we want this now for free. And that's it. And I doesn't that kind of diminish Halo as a brand? Like just launching it piecemeal at each time? Because think about it. If they launch the, the multiplayer at the same time with the, the campaign, people will buy that game day one, and they'll feel like they have a whole product. But if they release the, the multiplayer first, which is free to play, and then they release the campaign separately a few months later, people are going to look at that and think, well, do am I actually going to get my money's worth? And exactly, and it it kind of like look at Halo Four. People love to complain about Halo Four. I love that game, that game, that campaign. Halo was Four was
0: amazing. The, the multiplayer wasn't as strong. They tried to, you know, it, it had it had its faults trying to be too much like Call of Duty, but the story, I love graphically, the, the music, everything about Halo Four was fantastic. Yeah, like like Halo Four was a complete
2: package, and the only reason why, why people think you know Halo force multiplayer was more like call of duty it's just because it was slightly faster like that was it, you know the added sprint and you know people Mm -hmm. were like okay it's like cod but it's like you know (laughs) that whole game was a package you know multiplayer single player forge and then they came out with spartan ops and it was this new thing where they were trying something new and you know i was all for it at the time but again people complained this is halo no matter what microsoft does it's a lose-lose situation. So I personally think, you know, the game is going to drop before July. That's me. And the game should be, you know, released all at once because again, it diminishes Halo as a brand. If they just go, okay, he's, he's the multiplayer content first. I, I, I just don't, I just don't think it's a good idea to just release them separately. Halo has always been an event like GTA or some other big games. Like Halo is an event. Like people dislike Halo 4, but that thing was an event in the uk like they had like signs all over london there was a was dude an event here in the states too yeah, there was a dude like in Ty- in um, piccadilly circus there was a dude literally going around uh, with a jetpack on like, <laughs> like like that le- literally <laughs> that made <is> like, awesome. <laughs> that literally made sky news and it's like <laughs> you know it it was an event it's always been an event and you know it it won't be in an event if they just release this free to play thingy first and then all oh, this single player campaign that's probably 10 hours long. Like that just ain't gonna happen. Halo has to be in an event, and for it to be an event, it has to be all in one go, all in one package at the same time.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. There's no doubt about that. Let me, uh before, before, before I bring an indie gamer in the conversation, let me just catch up some of the Super Chats. We have Smitty Smith, a very good and generous friend of the show. He drops an outstanding $5 Super Chat and says, just released Halo Infinite as one package. Campaign and multiplayer. Do not piecemeal it. You got to show some damn respect to the Halo franchise. And I'll do this for you, Smitty. The Book of X. And I absolutely agree. Mike Jones uh, drops an outstanding... Two dollars super chat. He didn't leave a comment, so Mike Jones, thank you for being here, brother. But thank you for your generosity. We have Danny and Dino drops a very generous five dollar super chat and says, Since Halo multiplayer is free and separate from the single player, how much will they be able to charge for the single player? Uh, well, I it's a triple A game, so $60. Well, it's, it's also just, going in Game Pass,
1: so it is a, going in a, Game a Pass. A million, your millions of people won't even have to technically purchase it if they didn't
0: want to. Yes, I agree. But it's it's the same principle as The Last of Us 2, right? Um, we, we You know, the, the multiplayer didn't launch with it, right? But you still paid 60 bucks for that game. Uh, God of War didn't have a multiplayer. You still paid 60 bucks for it. Um, you know, the list goes on and on. So uh, even if even if the, the multiplayer technically is free to play, uh, which is going to be a little strange, but if, even if it's free to play, um, it's... It's it the the Halo Infinite is still a triple A game that deserves a triple A price. Now is it going to be seventy bucks if you want to buy it or sixty? Well, like like Zemi just said, you won't have to buy it all if you have Game Pass. I'm buying the Collector's Edition, which I have pre ordered from Best Buy, which comes with the statue. Now I I mean and hopefully that doesn't get canceled and they don't you know but that that and that goes through. But that's what I'm getting. I'm going to buy the physical edition because I want the statue and I want the um you know the steel bookcase. Uh, because I'm I'm a, I'm a big Halo collector, uh, but you know, uh, Indy, I, w- I want to bring you into the conversation. You know, when you hear this, this, and again, this is this is something that Phil said, but he didn't say definitively that it's going to happen. He said this decision is going to be left to, um, of course, Bonnie Ross and that team. Which I I, I got to be honest, I, I got to be honest with you, I I'm just a little nervous about some of the judgments they have been making recently Mm. now i'm not going to talk bad about the team because i'm just a stupid podcaster who have no development skills whatsoever that team at 343 is ultra talented there's no doubt about it but you know again this is one of those things that uh, i think could make or break the company i say you go traditional and you release this game not like jamie was saying if it releases in july so be it if they don't want to hold out until the 15th of november 2021 i hear you not a problem. But the game's got to be done right and it's got to be released as a total package at least that's what my opinion is what's yours on this uh indy um mine on this one
3: um is becoming more common more more i hear people speak by the sounds of it and it definitely is to release it all together as one thing um like halo is like everyone said i apologize for repeating everything but no, it's the bigger venue. it's um it's like it's the big it's the it's the flagship it's the staple uh it's the and it's also like the anom- anomaly now because it's um you know you could say maybe it would work for other games uh, to do it that way now but halo still has that you know history and it's it's the it's the big event it's going to be it needs to come out as one whole game um uh, with the multiplayer and the um and the campaign everything bundled into one i believe because um you also have the problem of the uh, pricing thing as well with part of it being free and part of it being um uh, you'd have to pay for the campaign etc because you know then people feel like they're not getting as good of value if they're purchasing i know game pass alleviates that sort of worry a little bit but not everyone's going to be in game pass although microsoft i'm sure will hope they're going to get everyone into game pass <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no i definitely feel like this um it needs to come out as one thing um it, it just it, it's like it's, it's the event, isn't it? It's going to be. Come on, we got more jetpacks in in Piccadilly Circus. Sounds great to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, but, yeah no, I'd love to see it come out as one thing. Um, I feel like they've gone. They've you know they've made they've made the mistake with um, and they've gone back to the drawing board. I feel like they really need to just nail it this time. Um, get it all together, regroup. Um, I feel like it's it's going to potentially come out towards the end of next year. That's my opinion on that one. Um, I think it maybe go around September October, maybe next year. Just a the prediction there, um, and um, yeah, but I really I'm with you again. I really, just want them to say as long as it as long as it takes to make it perfect because I I could wait as as long as they need it's within 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 reason. Uh, you know, a couple of years, even. You know, I just want them to make it the beast of a game that it can be to bring back all those great memories of the you know the the probably the first three Halos are my favorites. Um, four was still good but you know it started to move aside a little bit but then i'm drifting off the point but yeah halo is is an amazing franchise and i have so many great memories of it and you know it would be great to see it on top form again as a system seller um you know it's just a it's a great franchise and i think it works best as one package maybe i'm old fashioned again like like everyone else has been saying but usually i actually feel like i'm I don't sound funny or anything, but I feel like I've moved with the times quite well, to be honest, but I feel like this instance is actually an instance where it needs to still go with the traditional method of releasing it all together. Something like I say, some of the games it would work for, but with halo, it's the uh, staple franchise that I feel needs to come all together personally.
0: Yeah. And I agree. And it's, I think it's the same principle, like trying to release gears, if you told yes. me you were going to release Gear 6 with uh, in, in, in separate formats, I'd be like, are, are you nuts? What? What, what, what? Yeah. what is the point of that? You're telling me you're going to give me multiplayer separately from the single player? Oh, I, I don't like that at all. And listen, I, I have no problem with change. I'm yeah, okay yeah, with exactly. change. Exactly. But I, it- I, I think there are certain things in the that you just need to leave be
3: that's true and like it takes away from the hype of it as well you're sort of dividing the hype aren't you you know if you have it all into one you can really focus that hype on you know helio's coming and on this date you know and really get everyone hyped up for it and stuff like that so it's sort of yeah i feel you'll feel you're right there my friend uh well, i'm interested to hear what everyone else has got to say
0: <laughs> yeah no well you know sean d let's bring you to the conversation because obviously this is this is a hot button topic now granted a lot of us are agreeing but i think you know a lot of us are also agreeing in our own separate ways and we are giving i think solid points to why we we' we're, we're agreeing because that, that's the one thing i love about bringing all these different people together on these shows is that we all we, we don't always agree we're not a bunch bunch of yes men but at the same time even when we agree we still have valid points i'm interested to know yours should halo infinite release as a as a full package or are you okay with p- potentially a new school way of doing halo and releasing these t- the the multiplayer and, and single player separately
4: so i do agree with you guys so far so john it's up to you to be different
1: uh
4: <laughs> laying on the pressure <laughs> I, mean, I actually I actually
5: you'll be surprised at my answer
4: <laughs> so i definitely think they need to come out together more than anything, just to not receive any more flack. Like, they don't need any more just random, uh, I hate this against Halo. And um, the best way they can avoid that is just by releasing it all together. But I will say, like, I know Phil Spencer's like a wordsmith, and a lot of people get caught up by what he says, but I'm just going to, like, break down the first two lines of that statement. He says, Bonnie and the team will will uh, go drive those decisions. That's his way of saying, ultimately, it is their decision, right? But he immediately follows it up with, but I think we want to make sure people feel like they have a Halo experience. And as far as I know, every Halo experience has been multiplayer and campaign released together. Yep. So as far as I'm concerned, uh, it's like uh, when your parent uh, tells you, like you, you ask for something and they'd be like, uh, we'll talk about it later. Yeah. We all, we, we all know that means no. Like I'm not going <laughs> for it. So I don't think we really have to be worried about it, but I do think it wouldn't be a I don't think it would be a great idea to release it um separately. Um as far as this whole Kotaku um uh article, uh shameless plug, uh my last two videos covered both of these. So if you guys want to check it out after the show, uh feel free. Um yeah, I I don't think it just I just don't think it'd be a good idea for them. Um it, remember when Black Ops came out with just the multiplayer? Yeah, that's a great point. And in the end, I mean, as many people who are for the multiplayer, if Halo comes out with just the multiplayer, I'm gonna feel kind of sad because I don't really do a lot of Halo multiplayer, but I did really like the story and I want to see the story continue on. So while everybody's playing the multiplayer and they're happy, I'm over here like, well, I guess I'm still waiting for Halo, really. You know, so I, I don't think it'd be it'd be to their it'd definitely be to their detriment to me that they would separate the two.
0: I, I absolutely agree, one hundred percent. Real quick, before I get to your uh, your opinion, John, let me just catch up with some super chat. We have uh, Pixel Bit G drops an additional wow, very generous five dollars. Super chat says if three four three releases half of Halo, it will be absolutely review bombed Xbox would be a fool to set up Halo for failure, release all or nothing. I agree 1,000%. Uh, Bando Fox drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, why is no one talking about the gunk? Uh, You know, I mean, listen, dude, the game looks great. Uh, okay. The reason why we're not talking about it is because there's been no new information to to relay past what we saw. We know it's coming out in 2021. I can assure you that when there's a new story or some sort of new, um, you know, uh, video about gameplay, it will be discussed on this particular program. It's, it's a, it, you know, it's a platformer, right? it, or at least it appears to be so. It's one I'm definitely going to be uh, interested in playing, so we will talk about it for sure when the time is right we have deandre banks drops a very generous two dollar super chat and says have you guys seen the series x gameplay of modern warfare wow no i have not and it's something i cannot wait to see now i i got almost every achievement in that game i don't know if i'd play it again but i i just to see what you're talking about i actually might but you know um john wolf let's bring you into the conversation i know that you're 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 you leading us up to some sort of a shock value of what you're <laughs> going to say but i mean listen halo is i mean it, it seems like everybody on this panel is very halo traditional what w- what's your new school take on this
5: well i mean we're all we're all students of the game boom and i think that that's part of the reason why we're here you know having a conversation about games and we we need to we need to trust whatever Microsoft decides to do is uh, it's what's best for the for the way that the industry is going. I mean, we've trusted them until now. So they, they've kind of let us. I mean, they've had their stumbles here and there, but for the most part, they've had a great track record. So in in, in regards to Halo Infinite, if you ask John Wolf, hey, what does John Wolf want? obviously traditional you know gamer i I would want the full package however let's look at the pros of releasing it separate okay we know that it's going to be free to play okay that's going to be an introduction to a bunch of people that probably would not buy halo infinite and 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 they'll be able to get you know hands-on with the game if they were to release a free-to-play, comp- uh, uh, you know, platform that they can that they can market and they can get behind and push, okay, and that can be their sole focus. That also gives you the opportunity to split two releases of Halo in one year, and you and you can say, "Hey, coming this summer, for example, summer 2021, the Halo multiplayer experience." And here's here's where I think that they're going to get everybody by surprise, okay. I think that there's going to be a battle royale component to Halo and that is what they're going to lean heavily on to be able to push this forward to to be able to say this isn't your traditional Halo where it's one confined package this is and they've come out and they've said this themselves this isn't new they've said that this is a 10 year plan that they have with Halo Infinite this is going to be an evolving Halo this isn't another numbered series so since it's going to be evolving I, I do think that there is a small chance that they might try something new here. That'll that'll also bring in more people to Game Pass when they can say Halo Infinite's you know campaign is ready to go. Here you go, guys. That's gonna bring more subscribers, obviously, to Game Pass. But at the same time, you can get all of those people that that don't care about Halo, that are like, ah, it's just another Halo. You can get them on the multiplayer battle Ro- battle royale you know, side, if they release that earlier and they can piggyback off of those people coming in at a later time. So I kind of, you know, I, I, I trust them boom. And I know that 343 have, have had their hiccups and, and they know they need to deliver on this halo experience. They know that. And I know that to us here on the panel, including myself, we want it to feel like a traditional halo launch. But if they do it in a strategic way, we can get our double dose of that next year. We can get excited and hyped up for the multiplayer or a battle royale if they introduce that. And we can also get excited about them launching the campaign later on in the year for the anniversary, for example. And they're able to hit on two fronts. And Halo, more importantly for Microsoft, Halo is at the forefront of of the news because they 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 can cover most of the year with their flagship title and that's why and that is the only reason and the only way to me that it makes logical sense for them not to follow a traditional format. I think you're you're muted, boom. Boom, you there? No. Oh,
1: hello. He just unmuted and then he muted. <laughs> boom.
5: boom. Well, show and tell, there, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, no I hit the button; it didn't go through. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. What do you call it? Uh, Thanos brings up a great point. Um, he actually drops an outstanding and very generous five dollars super chat, but it's what he says that makes a lot of sense. And he says, "Release the multiplayer early. Call it a beta. Problem solved." Now, here's the thing: uh, if you listen to uh, this week's or last week's, I should say, um. Xbox Two podcast with a good friend, two good friends of the show, Rand Althor 19, and of course, Jez Corden of Windows Central. Uh, they are both split down the middle. Uh, Rand is like me, he wants old school. You release the double package together, and that's Halo. Uh, whereas, of course, Jez Corden was thinking uh, uh, more of a new school. He said, "You know, he actually wound up saying that if it well, if it's ready, just release it." But he actually said the same exact thing: where just release, it, uh, call it a beta, and release it. Uh, I think that they, they listen. Every Halo has always released with a beta at some point or another. I would find it extremely disturbing. If they would release the game without a beta, at least a beta that you can get, you know, three, four, five, six months worth of fan feedback to see if we're digging what they're putting down.
1: Well, and and I think another, you know, inclusion to to this idea of a beta, though, as well, is that you have your traditional betas, like what we see, uh, like what we just saw with the Call of Duty, uh, you know, Cold War, uh, Black Ops beta, right? Right. And and Halo has traditionally had a beta, you know, similar to that. But we are now, you know, like in, in the new age of gaming, you know, for a lot of companies, beta has actually somewhat lost like its actual meaning. For instance, you know, we see, I I think Warzone was in beta for a very, very, very long time. And it was pretty much exactly what it is right now. They just eventually removed the beta from it. And so like we're seeing more and more, it, it, it almost seems like, you know, these companies are putting out a full multiplayer experience, but labeling it as a beta. So if something's wrong, they don't get flack for it if that makes any sense no and, no, and so no. like i i personally still would kind of not want to see halo take that route of releasing the full multiplayer and then just slapping the the word beta on it because it will make everybody feel better i think if they want to release the full multiplayer then do it but don't label it as a beta to you know to try to you know make people feel better you know what yeah, i mean be
3: confident and you know it loses its sparkle if they do that i think would be confident with it and just you know put yeah. it out there and yeah. and, I, and
1: I think there should be a beta, but there should be like a traditional Halo beta of, you know, like you get like two or three maps to play on in a couple of game modes and, and you just go in and you play it for like a weekend or maybe a week and then the beta is gone. Like, I, I don't like the idea yeah. of having like a prolonged beta that lasts for months and months and months and is pretty much yeah. the full multiplayer experience, but it's just being labeled as a beta. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. Well, listen, folks, I tell you what, we 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 just hit the two-hour mark, and this has been a great show. Now, before I forget, we also had a another, actually two two more super chats that came in from Viper the Red. He drops very generous uh, two two-dollar super chats. He says they need to bring both at one to play single, play, and so he can play single player first, which is what I would do. Uh, he also says uh, on the second super chat for two dollars, the only BR is. Uh, I want in Halo is the battle rifle. I mean, listen, I, I know that actually 343 actually said yes. that uh, very early. They don't want a battle royale type system. I, I actually don't mind having multiple modes. I don't mind Warzone. I don't mind a battle royale, um, even though I wouldn't play it. I, I would play the traditional big team battle, but that's where I've always uh, enjoyed uh, Halo multiplayer is a big team versus big team. I enjoyed capture the flag. Um, I never really th- dug the shotgun one. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that one. That one's always seemed to me is uh, like the, it's like
1: the infection. Is that what you're talking about? Where no, like the one I... where
0: you actually just use shotguns throughout the whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's never been a mode that I enjoyed. But uh, big team battles been my is, is something I've always enjoyed. And capture the flag has always been great, especially if you get a good crew. Then that 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 works real well. But uh, listen. However it goes, I hope that the decision that's being made for Halo is the best decision for the classic franchise. And I think rushing a multiplayer mode out just to get something out there that says Halo is a mistake. You currently have the Master Chief Collection, which was just announced today at 120 frames per second. There's more than enough multiplayer for us. If you're if you are a diehard Halo fan, there's more than enough multiplayer coming on November 17th and it's going to run at 120 frames per second. I say you don't release this in a separate package and you wait until everything is running at top notch speeds to release it half cocked is the potential to ruin this franchise and no one will ever have confidence. I mean people are already on the edge of madness with confidence for 343. And I'm sorry there's and and, and again that's could be a, that could be a topic for another whole show. We could spend 40 minutes on why 343 doesn't have the confidence of the community. It's very easy to see. It's 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 not being, it's not being a, you know uh, being a, like a me being a dick. It's the reality is they they released the Halo Master Chief collection it was a disaster. It's great now. And it's going to be even greater at 120 frames per second. They released Halo Four. Story was great. Multiplayer not so much. Released Halo Five. Multiplayer great. Single player garbage. So they they, they technically they have yet to release a full package that everything was you know uh, is hitting on all cylinders. Depending on who you ask, you know I know that there's going to be some people in the chat that are going to be booing me because I didn't like Halo Five. I despise halo 5 story i don't even just dislike it i loathe it to be honest with you because it took me uh, two years after it released to finally beat it just to say i beat it that's how much i didn't like it so i don't want to see that happen again and i'm hoping that they do get this right but listen folks it's been a great show i want to thank everybody for being here um uh, and you know, obviously supporting Double Barrel Gaming. You know, obviously the view, is, the views are great. Uh, but but you know, people have been u- ultra generous with their super chats. So of course, I want to thank everybody for their constant uh, donations to the channel. And obviously, uh, Mrs. Boomstick and I, as well as my brother Neo Mental, are pouring that back into the channel with a ton of giveaways uh, starting at the beginning of November and going to lead us right into Christmas with Boom, which is going to be the big Christmas episode where we're going to have a ton of giveaways. So of course, I want to thank the chat for being here. We had over 600 people here on this bonus episode. That's a big deal for this small channel. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, we have to shout out once again uh uh, lethal papa handling the business i saw he was timing and banning people left and right and you know what if you're gonna come here see and that's the thing i i I find it really odd Uh, just five minutes before we get out of here if you're not an xbox fan and you have a a, a hate for the brand you gotta ask yourself if you're in the right headspace why you would tune in for a two hour plus xbox show (laughs) you gotta ask yourself some life questions look in the mirror and say what am i doing because to come here to be a dick it it just doesn't make any sense i don't i don't get it if i mean we we don't we don't dump on playstation on this channel so why would you come here to dump on xbox It, it, it it's it's baffling it really is baffling to me but if you are one of those folks understand that the permaban is real and lethal papa has the full authority to do it. So if you're if you're banned for being a dick, well, again, look in the mirror and ask yourself a couple of questions. You'll probably get the answer you're looking for. But let's get into, of course, the outros, and we're gonna start with my co-host with the comos, Chef Zemi. Zemi, obviously. You haven't been putting any delightful content on your cooking channel, which is a shame because you you did some good work in the opening, and I think you got to really come back with a vengeance. We're, get, we're coming into the holiday season where people are going to be cooking, gaining <laughs> weight, and enjoying good food, so you're going to have to get in on that. But also, tell everyone about where they can follow you on social media, potentially strike up a conversation, and also check you out on your YouTube channel and, and more importantly, your Twitch channel.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, I have two YouTube channels. The first one's called Zimmy Games, where I post a bunch of gaming-related content, such as uh, tutorial videos, gaming news, and and reviews. Uh, and then I also do have a second YouTube channel that I've pretty much almost abandoned. But one day, I will pick <laughs> back up that torch, and, and I will lead everyone to the land of just delicious cake. Um, and, and on that channel, it's all food-related. I, do, uh, well, I, I will be doing a bunch of uh, food review videos. And cooking recipe videos uh you guys can also check me out on twitter at zimmy games um i say this during every show and i truly 100 percent, mean it i i absolutely love this community and talking to people in this community and if you heard something during today's show that i said that you agree with or even something that you disagree with always feel free to send me a dm and let me know uh, i love having you know those conversations and, and learning different opinions i think it really helps uh shape all of our opinions um so definitely feel free to do that. And you guys can also follow me on my, twi- uh, on my Twitch channel by just searching Zimmy Games on twitch.tv. Uh, me and Boom, we will be uh, revisiting Man of Medan, I think again uh, on that channel and uh, playing through it. And I also play a variety of games on there as well um whenever the new harry potter rpg comes out i will be playing that i will be playing a ton of watchdogs legions and cyberpunk and assassin's creed on my twitch channel uh, so feel free to go check that out as well and boom man, this show is amazing i cannot wait until thursday so i can get uh, my second dose of uh, xbox news man
0: yeah, definitely appreciate you being here, brother. Yeah, I've, I've already pulled the stories for it. It's going to be a big show on Thursday. Hopefully, we get the same uh, same uh, uh, turnout, potentially even more. Uh, let's get to uh, the Elusive Gamer. Jamie, your channel has uh, exploded on the scene. And, of course, you're no stranger to this community. You're very active within Twitter. And, of course, your channel is a fantastic way to get unbiased Xbox news. Why don't you just tell everyone about where they can follow you on social media. But more importantly, subscribe to your YouTube channel. Hey, dude,
2: man! That uh, it's been an awesome show, and uh, you know, uh, always uh, a fantastic panel on here. Uh, but yeah, my my YouTube's elusive gamer. I was going to hit five thousand subscribers this year, but personal stuff happened. Uh, as some people might know, uh, but uh, going to try and get two k before the end of the year. Uh, I have a video coming out this week. Uh, again, I make Xbox content. No, no fluff, no bait, no negativity or false negativity. And uh, the video that's coming out this week's it's. Cost about ten hours of my life uh, to make, uh, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's a it's a big project. Uh, and yeah, just bought a new PC for future content, which is uh, you know a big investment in the channel. And uh, I have a lot of exciting stuff going forward, especially if you like Xbox stuff. And uh, my Twitter is Jamie UK. But yeah, YouTube, The Elusive Gamer.
0: Thank you. Yeah, well, thanks thanks so much for being and we're definitely looking forward to that uh, in in the future. And hopefully, we do see you hit 2k at the end of 2020 that would be big for you and of course your channel next up we're gonna go the indie gamer indie. you have been making the rounds as well on social media not only that you are a mod on my program because obviously not only do i trust you but we are brothers and i definitely think that you bring a sense of uh of um of real honor to holding the position of being a moderator. And that's why you are one. Tell everyone about your outstanding YouTube channel. But more importantly, where can people tune in and reach out to you regarding the indie scene?
3: thank you so much boom your your words are always so kind and they really do mean a lot honestly um it's been such a pleasure as always um you know hanging with uh, you boom and demi uh you know obviously you guys do such a great job together teamed up um it's um a wonderful show you run i don't know how you how you do it boom how you put (laughs) how you put so many shows together (laughs) you literally have got shows coming out of every corner every pretty much every day i think it is and they're always top quality that you keep the quality level at such a high standard, so you know I really um, admire you for that, my friend. So, but thanks again for the invite to come on today. You can, if you did want to find me, my channel is all about um, indie games, as you might have suspected by my name. <laughs> yeah, so I have a YouTube channel which is the Indie Gamer, which is a uh, YouTube uh, forward slash the Indie Gamer, or one word, and you can find me on Twitter as well at um, Indie underscore Gamer underscore zero one. And yeah, like I say, my my Content is all about sharing the love for indie games um, discovering new games maybe that you haven't heard about and uh, yeah do kind of streams um, top 10 rundowns of the best indie games of the month um, all sorts of indie content basically but sharing the love for those indie games and hopefully you'll discover some new stuff that you maybe um, want to check out for yourself but I just want to say uh, finally thank you very much um you know everyone else who's been on the show today and all the chat you're all awesome as always uh, the chat is legendary and yeah uh, hanging with I don't know if it's I've Hung with Jamie Moran before on a podcast. I can't quite remember, Jamie, but it's been a pleasure. I think you might have friend. been
0: on a show with him here. Yeah, it might have
3: fact. been a while ago that I have. Yeah, but anyway, Jamie, it's always a pleasure. And Shondi and John Wolf, you guys are awesome. You know, I can't believe that John Wolf, you're just coming up. <laughs> Amazing, my friend. And Shondi as, as well. And of course, Mr. Boom and Zemi, always legendary, my friends. So thank you very much, literally
0: everyone. You're great. <laughs> well, thank you for being here, as always. Always a pleasure to work with you. Thank you. And, my definitely glad to see that your channel is uh is getting bigger uh because obviously yeah. the, indi- the indies uh, deserve uh, uh you know a champion and you my friend are that champion for the indie Thank community you. and that that's means the world <laughs> that's <good. laughs> yeah, we're, we're road to 1k we're, we're about
3: 925 subscribers i so road to 1k my friends
0: folks listen if you if you're a fan of me if, you, if you're a fan of my work, then, then I then I, I I applaud you to head over to Indy's channel. And, and all this information, it's one click, man. Get over there. Sub <laughs> this dude's channel. Let's get him to 1K. Let, 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 let's get him over the 1,000 mark. It is a big deal. It's one of the biggest things that can happen to a content creator. And if you trust my judgment, I can assure you you're going to dig his content. Uh, may, maybe not every indie game is for you, but he Absolutely. does a good enough job to – uh, warrant a sub. So head over there and do me a favor and sub this dude's channel. So Indy, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Definitely again, appreciate that. You're awesome uh, anytime, anytime. anytime. And uh <laughs> of course Shandi, your channel is growing and we want to get more people over to check out your channel. And you obviously you've been doing a lot of work. You said you dropped four videos uh recently and you're working on a potentially another one. And I will agree with you uh, my game playing time has significantly been cut in half uh, <laughs> because obviously I'm now doing four shows a week, uh, which is uh, it, it's, it's a lot of work and, and, and listen, I don't need to pat on the ass for it. I mean, I, I enjoy doing it, which is why I continue to put in the hours to do it, but do me a favor, brother, tell everyone where they can check out your new works of art, but more importantly, check you out on social media.
4: So everywhere you guys see me, uh, you'll see Sean D. So, That's where you can find me on Twitter, on Xbox. As far as YouTube, I am still Sean D, but it's Sean D. Gam Entertainment. And as far as what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get up to my first 100 subscribers because I really want to give away a $60 Microsoft gift card. And it would be amazing if I can do it like on November 10th. That would make me feel so good that somebody could get their new console and game for free. Um, so head on over and check me out. Uh, appreciate doing the uh, podcast with all of you guys. Uh, I've definitely done it uh, multiple times with Zemi. I think it's my first time doing it with Indy, uh, Jamie, and John. Uh, you guys are great though. Uh, John, like there was a couple times where I was just like, I kind of did that like thing I do like when I'm listening to VJ. I just kind of like get zoned in. <laughs> and, like, Absolutely. I mean, it, was just, it was so good, man. Uh, you're doing great. Thank uh, you. Thank you. Uh, see you guys on the next one.
0: Absolutely, brother. And you know, you're always welcome here. So obviously, we'll uh when you when you get some free time, you let me know and you, you and you're on no questions asked because obviously you bring you bring a tremendous amount of information to the show, and I think that you bring some worth to it as well. Thanks so much for being here. And last but and no way least, someone that again relatively new to the community, but one that I think people are gonna want to hear more from. John Wolf, thank you so much for joining today's uh, podcast. Why don't you do me a favor, brother? Tell everyone what you got going on, either on YouTube and more importantly, where can people reach out to you and start up a, a, a conversation on Twitter?
5: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Boom, thanks for having me on, on the panel. Uh, everyone can find me at shirtless at uh John Wolf, exactly how it's spelled, uh, on the bottom of my name there, and also on Xbox. Hit me up on Xbox, the same name, John Wolf. Um, you know, I'll be interested. Like I said, I've, I've been a lone gamer my whole life, uh, doing this as part of challenging myself to kind of extend myself and 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 you know, reach those uncomfortable points where. Talking to people, you know, I, I can be very vocal and stuff, but I'm a, I'm a very uh, I'm a loner at heart. So I'm trying to to get out of that. So, uh, yeah. Thank you so much, guys. I, I appreciate the conversation. This was an awesome panel. Uh, the topics were, you know, they, they, they were great to cover. And uh, boom. Thanks again for the invite.
0: No, and no problem, John. Anytime. And listen, folks, it's been a great show. Hopefully, you enjoyed yourself enough too. Before you get out of here, hit the like button, and of course, if you're new to the channel, give us a sub. And obviously, if you are an Xbox fan, you could return to the same bat time, same bat channel this upcoming Thursday, where we're going to have the new episode of the Xbox Factor podcast. And of course, that crew that you know and love is going to be there. It's going to have VJ, who's also very opinionated, Zemi Games boxer bear mr Bedbit, bit and eventually we will get of course uh you know uh, you know the the uh, the our very good friend the welsh gamer back hopefully much sooner than later and of course the insipid ghost who was a part of the show but is now teaching. Hopefully, he will be making some guest appearances coming in the near future. As soon as the kids get out of school for break, you can expect to see and hear him as well. So listen, folks, I'm going to close out to the show with something that's important to me. And hopefully one day will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me when I was a kid. It made me a better New York City police officer where I served my city for 21 plus years. And it also, but more importantly, made me a better human being. And he used to say, son, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules and I can guarantee you, you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone, and we'll see you this Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the newest episode of the Xbox Factor Podcast. Take care, everyone.